This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, September 13th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Rapper PMB Rock, a well-known hip-hop artist from Philadelphia, was fatally shot Monday afternoon during a robbery at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in South Los Angeles. Police sources told ABC News he was 30 years old. Although the Los Angeles Police Department did not officially name the victim, sources at the LAPD told ABC News on Monday evening that the rapper, whose legal name is Rakeem uh, Hashim Allen, was the victim seen in social media videos of the incident captured by witnesses. Allen grew up in the Germantown section of Philadelphia. He used the name PMB as an acronym for the intersection of Pastorius and Bainton Streets. Uh, the rapper performed one of his last shows at the Fillmore in December. He called it a Philly homecoming. Now the sign outside of the venue reads RIP PNB Rock. Police said they received a call about a shooting at 1.23 p.m. and found a male victim with gunshot wounds. He was transported to an area hospital. The victim and his girlfriend were eating at the restaurant when, according to LAPD, they were approached by at least one suspect who pulled a firearm demanding property. The suspect shot the victim multiple times, removed property, and left in a getaway car, according to police. Police said that they are examining surveillance video to identify potential suspects. So he was, just, it was murdered for a robbery? Yeah, they said they're, they're looking into um, whether or not he had posted something on social media and people knew he was there. Uh, um, so if he was targeted or not, uh, I'm not sure. But, but yeah. police said they are looking into it. My son was talking about this last night. I thought he had told me that his girlfriend had posted something about. Yeah, they're look, that's what they're looking okay. into, like if, whether or not they were there. You know, just in, in general, uh, if you're out at some place or you're out at a restaurant or you're, you know, you're. Take your pictures and then post, post them later. later. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're advertising. There's too much information that you're advertising yeah. that you may not want people to have. Former Kansas City Chiefs assistant coach Britt Reed pleaded guilty Monday to felony driving while intoxicated, resulting in physical injury stemming from the 2021 crash, which occurred when his pickup trucks uh, struck two stopped cars at an interstate entrance ramp and seriously injured a five-year-old girl. Reed, the 37-year-old son of Chiefs coach Andy Reed, had been scheduled to go to trial on September 26th. Uh, Britt Reed had faced up to seven years in prison, but the plea deal means he now faces a possible sentence of up to four years in prison. He entered his plea in Jackson County circuit court in kansas city sentencing is set for october 28th judge charles mckenzie said reed could serve a short period of time in prison and then be placed on probation if he qualifies for good behavior investigators said reed was intoxicated and driving about 84 miles per hour when his dodge truck hit the cars on an entrance ramp to interstate 435 near arrowhead stadium on february 4th uh, 2021 a girl inside one of the cars ariel young suffered a traumatic brain injury six people including reed were injured in the crash in court Monday, Reed acknowledged he was drinking on the night of the crash. I really regret what I did, Reed said. I made a huge mistake. I apologize to the family. I didn't mean to hurt anyone. The Chiefs reached a confidential agreement with Ariel's family in November to pay for her ongoing medical treatment and other expenses. Reed underwent emergency surgery for his uh, for a groin injury after the crash. Uh, the Chiefs placed Reed on administrative leave and his job with the team ended after his contract was allowed to expire. Uh, this is not the first legal issue for Reed, who graduated from a drug treatment program in Pennsylvania 
Pennsylvania in 2009 after a series of run-ins with law enforcement. His father was coach of the Philadelphia Eagles at the time. Britt Reed, uh, Britt Reed's older brother Garrett, served a two-year sentence in a Pennsylvania state drug program after he was arrested on drug-related charges. Garrett Reed was found dead in August of 2012 in his dorm room at Lehigh University, where he was assisting at Eagles training camp. A coroner ruled the death an accidental heroin overdose. Center City Restaurant Week began yesterday. For nearly 20 years, Center City District Restaurant Week has given thousands of diners the opportunity to experience some of Philadelphia's best restaurants at a reduced price. Beginning Monday, September 12th through Saturday, September 24th, the tradition continues with more uh, than 75 locations offering prefixed dining, including three-course dinners for $40 per person and select lunches for $25 per person, the Center City District said in a release. But the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association says that fewer restaurants are participating compared to previous years because food costs and the pandemic have made it difficult for businesses to afford discounted menus. Crime is up as robberies have increased steadily in Center City by 20% in the last two years. Office buildings are still not at full um, full capacity, but the return of 8,000 Comcast employees to Center City offices this week could be a strong sign of employees returning. A full list of participating restaurants can be found on their website, which is centercityphila.org. In sports this morning... <laughs> The Phillies open up a series in Miami against the Marlins tonight. The Phillies have won three straight games and are in second place in the National League wildcard race, a game and a half ahead of the San Diego Padres. Bailey Falter will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 640. An MRI revealed that Eagles defensive end Derek Barnett suffered a season-ending torn ACL during Sunday's 38-35 win over the Detroit Lions. I know, sad. Second-year uh, player, Teron Jackson, is expected to assume a larger role behind veteran Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat. In Monday Night Football, the Denver Broncos lost to the Seahawks, falling 17-16, to and Russell Wilson's return to Seattle with the Broncos facing a fourth and five in Seahawks territory with a minute remaining and all their time uh, and all their timeouts. Coach Nathaniel Hackett opted to let the clock run down to 20 seconds before sending out Brandon McManus to try a low-percentage 64-yard field goal attempt. McManus missed, and the Seahawks held on for the win. And Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott had surgery on his right thumb and is expected to miss six to eight weeks. Prescott <laughs> suffered the injury in the fourth quarter of the Cowboys' 19-3 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after his hand hit the hand of linebacker Shaq Barnett. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. Uh, we got a lot on our plate today, so step right out and serve yourself, friend. We've got uh, a few people joining us as far as guests go. We're actually going to have a Matthias Tarnopolsky who is the president and CEO of the Philadelphia Orchestra. He's contacting us live from London. They were in London to perform the Queen Pass. Right. And then they were asked to be a part of these memorial services. And there's a ton of them. Yeah, so this is a, a, an interesting situation. I mean, I guess you have to turn in the entire orchestra and say, hey, do you guys mind if we stay here for right. a yeah, couple yeah, more yeah, weeks? Yeah. Uh, so they Does are anyone there. know God Save the Queen? Yeah, anybody <laughs> know that one? Uh, so we are going to talk to Matthias a little bit later. It should be a very interesting uh, conversation. And also performing at City Winery on the 17th will be Judy Gold. And Judy cool. will get in touch with us later on in the 9 o'clock hour, too. So uh, we also have Tattoos Day taking place. We have a chance to win a Preston and Steve show themed tattoo. 
It's a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercings. That is activated. That is ready to go. You can now text the word tattooed to 39333, and we are going to send a word back to you, and we'll ask you to call in with that later. A random texter. Uh, or I'm sorry, no, that's that's the other one, right? Yeah. It's that secret text word. That's secret text. Wait, this is this is tattoo season. Good tattoo. Lord, I'm sorry. You're out of Let's it. I'm preparing it. for a colonoscopy, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. which is today. Yeah, okay. Let's peel yeah. back the curtain. And so I, yeah, excuse me, <laughs> hang on. Every now and then, I gotta let one of those squeak out. Sure. Uh, so I was just be careful. I was yeah. up kind. I know. <laughs> I was up kind of late, and uh, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep because you have to do this prep. And oh, you have fact, to wake up in the middle of the night. I, no, actually, I didn't have oh, to okay. uh, to to drink anything. I did that beforehand. Yeah, but I did wake up in the middle of the so, night several times, right. either just from pain or uh-huh. having to go to. I mean, not serious pain, but just like not able to sleep pain. Mm-hmm. And so, nonetheless, that's me today. Uh-huh. And around eight thirty, I have to guzzle some more solution. 32 ounces of it. Yeah. And I've got to down that within an hour. Just to make you feel better, the bathroom that would be the most immediate candidate for you to use is out of commission. It's oh. personal. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. shut down for right, the meantime. Right. Like, they've ripped up all the tile <laughs> in the floor. They're uh-huh. redoing the entire bathroom, so I have to take an extra trot down the hall. And our friends at the Fanatic, that's the one, that's the bathroom they use. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to have some lovely sounds <laughs> there later on today as I go use that. So, anyhow, my appointment's later on this afternoon, but I'm glad I'm getting it done. None yes. I'm a little bit out of it. Uh, so, on top of all that stuff, uh, we have Casey's Big Adventure, which is coming up on Monday, less than a week now. Had another 15-minute phone conversation <laughs> with Jackie Bam Bam this morning. All right, maybe yeah. we'll get an update on that. <laughs> sure. All right, and uh, tomorrow we have the opportunity to win Bill Weston's Pearl Jam tickets. Yes. All right, and so uh, Marissa's come up with this great contest idea. We're going to make this one not so easy. We're going to make this, you're going you're gonna to have to work a little bit. Every now and then, yeah. you know, we, we throw a bunch of gifts out there, but yeah. sometimes we're like, all right, we're going to put a little effort. This one's going to be interesting tomorrow. We're going to see how uh, this works I, out. I agree with the methodology, yeah. and I think I it, should, it should go to a real Pearl Jam fan. Yep, so that'll be tomorrow morning that we do that. So just a heads up on that. With all that, let's take a break because the Emmys were last night. Mm-hmm. We'll recap some of the winners and play some audio clips and dive into the entertainment report with a stupid question as well when we return. So hang with us. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD too. the MMR Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Giving something away. We have a pair of tickets to see Annie, the musical, at the Kimmel Cultural Campus this October. And the question that I have for you, never heard of these terms before. Barani, Rudolph, and Randolph are techniques in which sport? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. What's that? Randolph. Randolph. Yeah, I know. I immediately thought of random places. Randolph, Mortimer. (laughs) Randolph. Uh, Barani, Rudolph, (laughs) and Randolph are techniques in which sport? Wow, I've never heard these. Me neither. 215-263-WMMR. Let's even know the answer. Going to go through some birthdays today while we wait for your call. 
Uh, we will start with the writer, director, and actor Tyler Perry. Yes. Filthy rich and successful. Has a sprawling facility uh, in Atlanta, uh, in Georgia, that's used uh, often. Yeah. By, you know, I think Marvel uses it all the time, Walking Dead. Yeah, and didn't he... I don't know if he bought it from like a, a pastor or a pastor bought yes. it from him. This house is just obnoxiously huge. So, you know, if you were to get it like in Brentwood, California, you would have something that's small. Now, if you're buying real estate down there with Tyler Perry money, imagine how huge mm-hmm. this mansion is. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So he turns 53 today. Uh, Jean Smart. Love her. And some success last night with the show Hacks yeah. at uh, the Emmys, which we'll cover in a moment. Uh, but uh, I remember first seeing her in Designing Women and uh, been in tons of movies. We know <laughs> Alabama and she does, you know, comedy and, and drama. Both. You know what she's great in? She, well, the, the, the Watchmen she was excellent in. That's uh, right. I forgot series. she was in that. She yes. was amazing. And a super huge blue dildo that she had. That's oh, right. Yeah. Um, but Brady Bunch movie, right? Yeah, the Brady Bunch movie. I yep. love her in that. She's great. Uh, so she turns. I think I might go back and rewatch that Watchmen uh, series again. So good. So, yeah. so good. Mm. Uh, she is 71 years old today. Jacqueline Bissett. Uh, uh, Bond girl. Casino Royale. Uh, but uh, tons of, you know, big movies. She was in Bullet. Uh, yeah. Airport. The Deep. The Class. Or class. class. Yep. Oh, man. She was. Talk about. Yeah. Milf. Milf. Yeah. Big time. Like mm-hmm. definition of MILF in that movie. She is 78 today. Uh, Stella McCartney. Stella! Had a leg blown off by a landmine. <laughs> Not really, but I thought that for some reason. No, you thought uh, Heather Mills. Too. It was Heather yeah, Mills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who, Stella McCartney said Paul McCartney's designer well, you know what? daughter. And by default, I still think of her as having a leg blown off by a landmine. Listen, there's enough legs to be blown off sure. for everyone. Yeah. Absolutely. There's landmines all over Europe. Have one. So she is... <laughs> Stella! She's 51 today. Happy birthday, Stella McCartney. Is she the designer? She yes. is the designer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, very popular. Successful yeah. fashion designer. Yeah. No legs, though. Both uh, blown off by landmines. Both of them? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. did that happen? I don't know. I thought it was just one. I told her to go play outside. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know someone just tuned in, and they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> How horrible. Yeah, Stella. Paul yeah. McCartney's daughter has no legs. Yeah. And Steve's making fun of her. <laughs> uh, Stella's 51. Uh, ben Savage of Boy Meets World. Is he not running for office or something like that? Is he? Or maybe no, it was, that's maybe it was Randy else. Savage. No, it's not. <laughs> Randy Savage is dead. Oh. Uh, yeah, I no. know he was trying to become king of England. I thought I thought <laughs> that he ben had, Savage. was going to seek uh, some kind of a local office. It's possible. I'm not sure. Nick, could you No, mind? you're right. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What and kind of office? bid for West Hollywood City Council. So a smaller role yes, in city council. Probably more achievable. Uh, so he turns 42 years old today. Uh, it is Peter Cetera's birthday ah. of Chicago. He turns uh, 78 years old today. I'm conflicted about Peter Cetera, Peter Cetera because I uh, a lot of the Chicago that I don't like was when he he was the main focus. Yeah. yeah. But he was part of the band that I love. Well, when, when Terry Kath died, yeah. uh, you know, because he sang a lot of lead vocals for the band, too. Uh, it was, you know, it made sense for Peter to step yep. in because he's a great singer. Yes. He's got a great voice. Yeah. But some of the lighter version of Chicago that came along and they started getting a little more adult contemporary and fluff. Was, yeah, that's uh, was Peter Cetera fronted stuff. But what was that amazing song from Karate Kid too? Super talented. I am a man who would fight for your honor. I'll be your hero. 
Uh, by the way, so I'm watching Cobra Kai. Yeah. They are still bringing people back. Oh, I love that. From those movies that you have completely forgot about. We watched, I think, the fifth and sixth episodes last night, and somebody popped up and were like, oh, my God, I completely forgot. So if you haven't watched this this uh, season, there's still more cool surprises. If so. you get a chance, watch Ralph Macchio did one of those GQ videos. Um where they talk about their careers, the highlights, iconic moments, and and they'll have oh. people sit down and they're basically, oh yeah, he yeah, spends yeah. a ton of time on the Karate Kid movies and as you would imagine, as you would imagine, uh, Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah, he is uh, he's just fantastic. Yeah, you can yeah. imagine. <laughs> The whole cast is. <laughs> Peter Cetera is 78 years old today. Uh, Barbara Bain. Oh. Yep. The original Mission Impossible TV show? Yes, the original TV show. She was also in Space 1999. She was married to Martin Landau for years, uh, you know, who played uh, Bela Lugosi in the Ed Wood movie and was also on Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. That's my entire bio. You just read it <laughs> I, I have nothing to offer. Uh, she is 91. I am a man who will fight for your honor. <laughs> she is 91 years old yeah. today. Uh, Zach Starkey, son oh. of Ringo Starr, who is a formidable drummer. I saw him play with The Who. Do you think he's given short shrift? I think a lot of people... Uh. No, I think is, is he is he finally being recognized? Yeah, he, yeah, right. yeah, for sure. He's uh, he's solid. He's he's a great drummer. I mean, if you want to talk about technical ability, he's you know he's got more chops than his dad uh, does. But he's been in the Who since 1996. Yeah, a long yeah. ass time. You know, so he turns uh, 57 years old today. And another drummer celebrates a birthday today. Vinny Apiece. Uh, who is related to Carmine Apiece. No, he's with <laughs> Chicago. Uh, but he did play with Black Sabbath and uh, and Dio. Uh, you know, so Rainbow in the Dark, that's him right. on drums. Is so. it him here on Paranoid or no? No, no, that would have been it. Bill Ward back in the day. He was a ladder drummer. He did the, uh, Black he, Sabbath. he played on the uh, Karate Kid 3. Oh, oh yeah. right. Yeah, okay. yeah there, it was an all-star band uh, for Karate Kid 3. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Video piece would have been in this one. <laughs> so he is uh, 65 years old today. And then the final, well, you know what? Actually, I have two more. I did. I, I overlooked this guy. Uh, Niall Horan uh, in the band One Direction. One Direction. And since Harry Styles has gone on to have a huge career post, you may as well mention some of the other band members. Well, Harry Styles, clearly the huge success from One Direction. They yep. always have the one, right? Like, Yeah, like in The Matrix. Yeah. yeah. But like Justin Timberlake was the one the from one. NSYNC who really, you know, took off. You know what's funny, though, is, is so my daughter was, uh, back in the day when she was little, uh, One Direction was huge. Yeah. And so she, you know, was, was into I, them. Yeah. Went to the concert. We have a picture of her at the concert in our uh in our kitchen and i love it's just a great picture yeah and for the longest time she's been embarrassed about it oh <laughs> but what? harry has become cool now. Uh-huh. And so now that oh, yeah. picture i think is okay yes I checked with her on that but uh yeah he's uh he's he's a solid performer but uh neil this guy yeah he's a public assistant and then the last birthday <laughs> steve is uh lily reinhardt lily she is a um, she's a beautiful uh, a beautiful young woman. She is, yes, uh, talented as well. She's twenty six today. Absolutely. Uh, oh, and one final birthday, another beautiful, young another one, another beautiful young, beautiful lady. woman, Jeff Ross. Jeff uh, Ross, has beautiful his birthday today. <laughs> a bullet headed friend. Fifty seven. Uh, happy fifty seventh, Jeff. Jeff's great. We haven't talked to him in a long time. I have not, and he, he was uh, doing a lot of um, uh, memorial stuff with Bob Saget. He was yeah. really good friends yeah. with Bob Saget. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the super question. Uh, Barani 
Rudolph and Randolph are mm-hmm. techniques in which sport. Two one five two six three WMMR. We will go to Derek to see if we know the answer. Hey, Derek. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. All right, Derek. Uh, what sport are we talking about? Uh, trampolining. Yeah, trampolining. Oh. Yeah. Hang on a second, Derek. Got a pair of tickets for you to go see Annie, one of the most beloved musicals of all time at the Kimmel Cultural Campus this October. Also, don't miss the Philadelphia Fall Arts Fest, which is this Saturday at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And the free event is kicking off the season with performances, activities, and best ticket deals of the season. Info at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Speaking of trampolining, have you seen, and there's a whole bunch of videos up that are making the rounds now, where people Mm -hmm. surround the perimeter of the trampoline. Yeah. And the person jumping, Preston, gets launched to ridiculous heights. I saw a guy do nine flips. That's insane. And, Uh, like, he kind of, it looked like he kind of came down on his neck. Yeah, it'll be fun until somebody dies. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which they probably will. Uh, once you're going up that high, it doesn't matter if you're landing on a trampoline or not. <laughs> All right, so Succession and Ted Lasso emerged as returning champions at the 74th Annual Emmy Awards on a night that tilted toward repeat winners yep. while spreading the wealth in a way that appeared to celebrate diversity among talent, platforms, and content. After Netflix record-tying performance in 2021, HBO reasserted its dominance in the now annual battle with Netflix for supremacy in the realm of prestige, led by the limited series The White Lotus, whose five awards on Monday night, coupled with a handful of technical prizes at the earlier creative arts ceremonies, let it check out with 10 overall wins this season, more than any other program. Did anyone here watch White Lotus? I did not. I actually did. I watched the first episode, and just... I, I didn't go back to it, not because I didn't like it. <laughs> it's just too much, too much to stuff watch. out there. Yeah. yeah. Remind me what it's about. Uh, uh, these people show up to this resort, and I, I, I think there's something going on at the resort. That's is it like, like a, a murder mystery? Is it comedic? Is it? Uh, it's not comedic. Well, uh, no. I mean, I, uh, I didn't think it was comedic. Okay. okay. Uh, but Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, also, the girl with the great uh, boobies. <laughs> 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 By the way, Casey, as he said that, did this kind of juggling uh, gesture with his hands. The girl with the great... Oh, uh, and uh, then he stops. Yes. Uh, Daddario? Alexander, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's yeah. in it. <laughs> Movies! <laughs> and now the award for best... Movies! You're just, your pause. I, yeah, the because, girl with the great, like you couldn't stop yourself. Uh, just trying not to be as misogynistic today as... <laughs> Normal, you know. It's misogyny right. Tuesdays, though. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was Monday. No, no, no. We do it on Tuesday. Okay. Okay. HBO collected twelve of the twenty-five statuettes awarded wow. at Monday's ceremony. That included a second win for Succession, which sat out last year due to the eligibility window leaving the door open for The Crown to sweep the drama voting. Ted Lasso became comedy's back-to-back winner for the show, as well as stars Jason Sudeikis and Brett Goldstein. An increasingly rare feat, if only because. Shows now more frequently take longer breaks between runs. Uh, Denied an opportunity to make history as a non-English language drama winner as Parasite dated the Oscars. Netflix's social media sensation Squid Game garnered awards for star Lee Jung Jae and directing. And the show had uh, previously earned a a quartet of victories at the Creative Arts Ceremony. Uh, Adding the earlier ceremonies 
with Monday Night HBO totaled 38 Emmys this year, far ahead of second place Netflix at 26. Mm. Uh, Apple's TED-powered showing left the streaming service with nine overall, tied with Disney Plus behind Hulu. Uh, with uh, 10 thanks largely to its fact-based limited series. Uh, so Cheryl Lee Ralph woke up the audience, and we're going to play a clip of her. Yeah. Uh, because it says in this review that it was kind of a sleepy start to the show. It was okay. Uh, but she woke up the audience, and she became only the second black woman to win supporting actress in a comedy for ABC's of Abbott Elementary, which takes place here in Philadelphia. By the way, a win notched 35 years after... Jack A. Harry broke through for 227. So that's how long it's been. Wow. Uh, And she sang in her acceptance speech. So this is her uh, as she stepped to the podium. I am an endangered species. So she comes from the world of Broadway. Yeah, she does. Yeah. (laughs) But I sing. Victim song. I am a woman. I am an artist. And I know. Wow. modest to mention this, Preston, but that's exactly how you accepted the <laughs> National Radio Hall of Fame. I did. Yeah. Uh, I didn't was, want to show off. It was just as glorious when you did it. <laughs> the emotion caught up in me. Right, Everybody play, there loved it. This is uh, part two. This is her speaking. Here we go. To anyone who has ever, ever had a dream and thought your dream wasn't, wouldn't, couldn't come true, I am here to tell you that this is what believing looks like. This is what striving looks like. And don't you ever, ever give up on you. Because if you get a Quinta Brunson in your corner, if you get a husband like mine in your corner, if you get children like mine in your corner, and if you've got friends like everybody who voted for me, cheered for me, <laughs> love me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Go for it. I love it. Uh, we have a couple of other uh, speeches. Zendaya uh, got her uh, drama uh, actress for Euphoria. Was that best? Hang on. I yeah, know. yeah. For for uh, wow, best, yeah, yeah, best actress Second in a time. drama series, yeah. man. Uh, she's a, she is uh, she's super talented on all counts. And I think she also apparently pressed, you know, I'm all about the fashion. That's me. Of course. Uh, I think she she was the winner of the best dressed. Okay. Here's uh, her acceptance speech. My greatest wish for, for Euphoria was that it could help heal people. And um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has shared their story with me. I want you to know that anyone who has loved a Rue or um, feels like they are a Rue, I want you to know that I'm so grateful for your stories. And I carry them with me. And I carry them with her. So thank you so much. So her nice. and Tom Holland are a power couple, right? Oh, yeah. yeah big time. Uh, before I go through the list of winners, uh, Kenan Thompson. Uh, was the host of the event. He did a solid job. We talked to him prior to it. Yep. And, and he said he was going to play it sort of, you know, not get too uh, too controversial, and he didn't. All right, and here's him speaking about uh, the TV providing an escape. Tonight, 
We celebrate the hundreds and hundreds of shows that were produced this year, and then we give awards to about five of them. <laughs> now, we're all here because we love TV. It helps make life easier. We turn on the news, and every story is about rich people being greedy and shady. So we use TV to escape from all of that with shows like Secession, Ozark, and Better Call Saul. Now, a lot of the shows up for best drama were hard to watch. Stranger Things was hard to watch because it's so scary. Squid Game was hard to watch because it's so violent. And Yellow Jackets was hard to watch because it's on Showtime. <laughs> All right, so let me give you a, a thumbnail look at who won what. Best Drama Series went to Succession. Uh, best Actress in a Drama Series. So I'll do the drama stuff first. Uh, Zendaya, right. as we said, Best Actor went to uh, Lee Jong-jae for Squid Game. Uh, best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, uh, Julia Garner for Ozark. Uh, best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series went to Matthew McFadden for Succession. In Comedy, uh, that went to Ted Lasso, as we said earlier. Best Actress in a, com- in a Comedy went to Gene Smart for Hacks. Actor in a Comedy Series went to Jason Sudeikis for Ted. Uh, best Supporting Actress in a Comedy went to Cheryl Lee Ralph, who we heard the clip from. Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, Brit- Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso. And Best Limited or Anthology Series was uh, The White Lotus, who took everything. Yeah, I have to check that out. Uh, best Actress in a Limited Series Movie or Anthology went to Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. She was really good in that. Actress in uh, Actor in a Limited Series Movie or Anthology went to Michael Keaton for Dope Sick. Hmm. Uh, Best Supporting Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series went to Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus. And Best Supporting Actor in a Limited Series went to uh, Murray Bartlett for The White Lotus as well. Best Variety Talk Series, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver was a winner. And Best Variety Sketch Series was Saturday Night Live. And then there's a bunch of other categories, but those are the kind of the big thumbnail ones. Lauren Michaels, when he, the yeah. older he gets, the more Dr. Evil sounding. <laughs> he, he was he was the, the the predicate for that voice. Yeah. You know, but it's just funny to hear him speak now. Right. Uh, I had heard that Jennifer Coolidge thanked me when she was on stage when she won for oh, Lloyd Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We do, do we have that? Who'd she yeah. thank? Yep. Me. Casey, listen to this, listen. Well, first I gotta say, oh, Because, you know, I didn't think this was gonna happen. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. I, I I love you. I didn't forget you, Dave Bernard. I love you. Matt Kamine, thank you. Uh, Nick Hall. And then Casey Bloys. Those are all the producers. Oh, there you Casey go. Casey Bloys. How about that? That's well, amazing, that Casey. That's so cool. That's pretty cool. She said it. They forget so often. Yeah. That Casey Bloys is... Uh, <laughs> that's his name. It's Casey Bloys. Bloys. Oh, and man. he's the... No, she's just no, Casey Bloys. She Boy. said you. Yeah. yeah, he's the head honcho over at HBO. And then Casey Bloys. Those are all... The- Casey yeah. Bloys. Casey Bloys. Casey Bloys. Yeah. I need, we need to interview Casey Bloys because... We do. Yeah. I'm sure there are many times that he's confused. You know, people confuse him for you. Yeah. You get confused for him. It's got to suck. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. So, it's yeah. like uh, Halle Berry. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Haley Bailey. Haley Bailey. Or <laughs> Halle Bailey. And yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyhow, the Emmys are in the books now. I do have a few other things uh, to get to. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio isn't wasting any time. Shortly after it was announced that he and Camilla Marone are going their separate ways after four years together. People reports the Titanic actor is spending some time with model Gigi Hadid. Uh-huh. And we said that this might get him closer to us because Gigi hangs in New Hope. 
She, she does, and um, uh, we really, honestly, I, I think we're probably, and we have to be realistic, we're probably about two to three weeks away from a Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio interview. An exclusive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Listen, if they become official, I'm awarding Buckskill some points. <laughs> you have to. Uh, so a source told the publication they are getting to know each other. Leo is definitely pursuing Gigi. Getting to know you. That's what's How happening. wonderful. Mm-hmm. I wonder uh, if they're hanging out in New Hope. I, I hope so. It's a, up all their it's, it's a little stuff. bohemian town. Yeah. You know, he could fit right in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Courtney Kardashian appeared on the Today Show yesterday and commented on becoming Mrs. Barker in May. And she said it was just a given. It wasn't a thought, meaning how the name, she would use the name. Uh-huh. Uh, so now my middle name is Kardashian, so it should be Courtney Kardashian Barker. That's like what uh, Kim Kardashian was, Kim Kardashian West, right? Correct, when and were... she also commented on how easy their relationship is. She said, I think of times and other relationships when things weren't so easy, and it's just like, when it's right, it's right. Does she suggest in any way that it's like Sunday morning? No, she uh, didn't say it was easy like Sunday morning. Oh. Uh, but I think we all know that probably is what she implied. Not 100% sure on that. Yeah. Did she do the guitar part of the song, buddy? Wow. <laughs> One of my favorite songs. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Yep. All right. Uh, so, Drew Barrymore, and I think we have a clip of this. We do. And Justin Long shared an emotional reunion on the set of uh, the premiere of the Drew, Barry, Drew Barrymore show on Monday. Uh, they had an off and on again relationship between 2007-2010. And uh, let's play a little bit of this because she got a little bit emotional. She got emotional. Yeah, here's a clip. I Me feel too. like we've been through so much together, yeah. too. You wow. know, I feel- oh, she got real emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Like, I always wanted to prove to you what a different person I was than when we dated. You were the best. I mean, I mean we had so much it's fun. Fine. No, I know. It was a different But we time. were more hedonistic, <laughs> more immature. Yeah. We would get together. We would break up. You know, yeah. there was chaos. It was hella fun. Fun chaos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, most hedonism is fun. <laughs> wow. So they banged a lot. I, I want yeah. somebody crying over me like that. <laughs> How much they miss our most, time together. Most people are uh, like in my past are laughing and thrilled. Uh, yeah. yeah, play that uh, from the beginning again. Okay. okay, so here we go. I feel like we've been through so much together I mean, yeah. too. Yeah. You know, I feel like I always wanted to prove to you what a different person I was. Okay, uh, so she's Rick. Uh, yeah, uh, but he replied, "Fun chaos. Most hedonism is fun." And that he said that he cherished their time together. Uh, he said, I love that we maintained our love because I know that uh, from my end, it will never go away. I love you always. I'm glad that we are able to still have that. I mean that I'll always love you. Uh, and she got into uh, uh, even more tears after so that. Preston, so, Preston, in this video, and if you see in the beginning, that's airing in the studio here. Uh, Drew Barrymore is wearing these heels. Uh, and I saw in them a couple of times last night as I was watching the Emmys. Are, is this back, this kind of... Oh, like, like a platform? It, like super high platform Yeah, that, that, is, very, that is very high. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That, right. That's ridiculous. I, her set is bothering me, though. I don't like that she's on the left. Oh, oh really? uh, yeah. You're used to Ellen being on the right. Or most people I on guess, the yeah, right. I guess, yeah. Most, most yeah, you know, hosts are on the right. James Corden is also on the left, probably because yeah. he's British. It's British. They sit there. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, Kathy, I can't think of anyone else. Right? 
Yeah, uh, most other people sit on the right, and the guests. Uh, we've have a talked seat to about the left. we've talked about this with like uh, television sitcoms about how like when you enter like the the living room right. or, or whatever, like some some front doors are to the left, some front doors are to the right. Most of them, I feel like, are to the left, but different strokes is on the right. Everybody loves Summer, Raymond. Every, uh, every live, that's on the right. Wait, what do you I, mean the front doors are on the left? All right, so on, on uh, Full set. House, yeah. where where where's the front door in, in Full House on the set? When somebody knocks on the door, where does everybody go? Usually the Laugh. way the camera is faced into the main living room, you know, somebody will enter from enter the oh, door. Okay, got they it, don't got come it, got from it. your perspective. Oh, got yeah. it, got it. I see what you're saying. I see what yeah. you're saying. Okay. Yeah, and every now and then the door is actually... In the ceiling. Where No, where, uh, like Fresh Prince, for instance. Like uh, I remember the Jeffersons was on the left. Right. No, yeah. Jeff, Jeffersons, Jeffersons on, on the right. right. Uh, who do you call it? Okay. Uh, uh, Fresh Prince, the, the camera is the front door, I think. Sometimes the front door is in the back of the stage. We should talk about this later. We, yeah, we could have a great discussion. Uh, on <laughs> the family, the right. On the family, yes, right. On the family, Maud, on the right. The left. Cheers on the left. Cheers on the left. In, into the bar. Yep. Right. Seinfeld in the middle. Wings, the left. Wait. You say Seinfeld is the right, no? Seinfeld is the or right. Back. Three's company, the back. back. Three's uh, company was definitely back. Still to the right. Seinfeld's middle back. Middle I think back, the Jeffersons yeah. was on the left. No, it was no, on, it was no on the, the right. kitchen was on the left. Yeah, because I, I remember the kitchen was on the right. No, there was no. a guy that was, uh, was trying to steal uh, George's wallet a few weeks ago when I was watching on <laughs> MeTV, and uh, he threw him out uh, the right hand side, and then, like they went into the elevator. Preston, on the right-hand did you side. and I did? I, I used to do this. I used to watch the Jeffersons in a mirror. Did you? Uh, do, maybe okay. I did that. <laughs> no, my world is being rocked. I, I will have to see that. I will yeah. see, I have to see proof of that because I, I uh, thought I always saw George and Wheezy coming in from the left. <laughs> <sighs> That's a good band name. Yeah. George, George and Weezy from, from the left. left. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write that down in a little bit. All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen. Let's see what else I have. We only have time for okay. a couple more. It's up on the screen here, Preston. Um, oh, okay. I was thinking that the camera perspective was from the other way. Mm. Okay, interesting. All right. Mm. Well, you guys are right. George and Weezy from the left. Uh, Gabriel Union, or Gabrielle Union, I'm sorry, uh, discussed the possibility of a Bring It On sequel with Entertainment Tonight on Sunday. Now, they already did different versions They've of that. They've done about 11 of them. But maybe they would mm. do this with the original That'd be interesting. That. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, instead of Bring It On, it would be Bring Me Pudding. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Right. And, uh, who was, uh, the beautiful, um... Oh, oh God Almighty! Oh, kind of fell off the face. Eliza, Eliza Dushku. Yes, the doucher. Uh, she <laughs> was she in True Lies? Was she I'm the not. She was. Yeah. She's the she little was girl. The daughter. Yeah. yeah, you're not a doucher. Uh, <laughs> you're not a doucher. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you're not a douche. I love that. So, uh, <laughs> now I'm thinking of the clip of uh, the uh, uh, the CGI'd um, deep face. Oh my Stallone, god, Stallone and Schwarzenegger. And Schwarzenegger as brilliant. Is the yeah. Turns out you're not a douche. <laughs> All right, so anyhow, uh, Gabrielle Union said, I've heard many takes over the years, but I'm hearing some really great takes from uh, big-name writers that are very surprising. Do you think they could uh, Cobra Kai this up? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, have, like, the kids uh, become the focus. Yeah, yeah. Union shared that one possible route involves her character, Isis, as the mother of a young cheerleader. She said, imagine if her daughter was, you know, a high-stepper from Jackson State, Hawthorne State, or Hampton. 
Uh, there's so many forms of cheerleading that we don't get to celebrate. The possibilities are endless, she said. So possibly. We'll see about that. I love that movie. Uh, Steve, according to The Hollywood Reporter, A-team actor Jack Ging. Is that how you say his name? G-I-N-G? Mm. Yes, sounds familiar. Died on Friday. He was nine Aww. years old. Uh, he was known for his role starring opposite of Clint Eastwood in Hang 'em High, Play Misty for Me, and High Plains Drifter. He also regularly appeared on series such as uh, Mannix and Riptide. He was a friend of Eastwood's. Uh, he must have been, yeah. yeah. So, um, But uh, I know we had 18 fans here, so I, I'm not that familiar with yeah. them. So. All right, and then finally, uh, this is interesting news, Steve. Uh, Charlie Cox yeah. has described the upcoming Daredevil Born Again series as, quote, a whole new thing. It's expected to premiere on Disney Plus sometime in spring 2024 and will star Cox as Matt Murdock. Uh, Daredevil Born Again will be part of the MCU's Phase 5. It will be MCU's 27th television series to date. So does that include like all the um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. type stuff? All that stuff, yeah. So he first appeared as Murdock in the series on Netflix 2015. Uh, It ran for three seasons. He also starred as Daredevil in the uh, miniseries The Defenders in 2017. While uh, Daredevil was canceled in 2018, there were rumors that the series might continue on Disney Plus as the streaming service was launched in uh, 2019. Uh, In May 2022, it was confirmed that a Daredevil TV series would be developed for Disney Plus and Cox will reprise his role uh, alongside Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk. So he's going to be in it, too. He has to be. Uh, that's the word, anyhow. Yeah. Since the announcement, there has been debate on whether the new series would act as a season four for Daredevil or if it will be a complete reboot. And Cox has firmly stated that it is completely new. His exact quote is, uh, it is a season one. It is not season I... four. <laughs> so it is a whole new thing, he said, which I think is the way to go. If you're going to do it again, do it differently. I saw uh, Spider-Man No Way Home with uh, Craig Legans in the right. theater. And when uh, Charlie Cox shows up on screen, <laughs> Craig let out this audible, yes! Uh... And it was, he was so excited to see Daredevil back in, back in the uh, Marvel Universe. Here's yeah. the issue. That, that Netflix version, those series that they did, their Marvel yeah. series, were so effing good. Yeah. I would say, and I will say, they're better than any of the Disney series right now. Uh, there's been some good stuff, but nothing, by my reckoning, yeah. rocked as hard as the first two seasons of Daredevil, of uh, The Punisher, of Jessica Jones, the Netflix stuff, Luke Cage. Right. Excellent. It's a lot more brute press. You remember how brutal the original season? You yeah. watched the first season. Yep. It was yep. amazing. Yep. You're not going to get that on, on uh, Disney Marvel. Well, we'll see where they go with this. All right, we're ready for some clips. Here we go. Clerks 3, the sequel to the 1994-2006 Clerks films, is a product of an egoless filmmaker with nothing to lose. In this clip, Kevin Smith talks about the first time that he didn't connect with Dante. I knew that I was going to use the heart attack as a storyline, but it always seemed like a Randall thing to do, which is so strange because Dante is literally based on me. But, and it sounds weird to say, I just didn't think Dante would ever make a movie, which is weird because I was Dante and I did make a movie. Uh, Clerks Theaters, it's uh, Clerks Three is in theaters today. Oh, by the way, so far, believe it or not, it's getting some of the best reviews of uh, his uh, career. Oh, good, yeah, good, good, good. I hope it's really solid. Next clip, here we go. In Handmaid's Tale, season five, June continues her fight to find her daughter Hannah as Gilead's influence expands in Canada. 
Here, star Elizabeth Moss talks about choosing between her character's two love interests in the show. I am in a very tough place here because I adore both of the men who are on this show. I adore OT mm-hmm. and I adore Max. And, and I have been asked so many times, like, which one are you, Team Nick? And I will never, never answer that question. Yeah! Uh, Handmaid's Tale Season 5 is out on Hulu today. Oh, Excited did they do a full that. episode, full series dump at once? No, uh, no I think they, they probably do the two thing. That's what they've done in the past. And then they roll it out weekly. Uh, so and we'll see. As I... As I mature in life, <laughs> um, uh, there uh, I there is a place for the single episode rollout. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, especially if it's something you want to savor. Yeah, because I I have been gluttonous when it comes to like in fact the first season of Daredevil I watched in one sitting. We are we're buzzing through Cobra Kai and I'm already like bummed out that we're more than halfway yeah. through yeah. it. And I'm like, oh man, gotta make it last. I know, yeah. I know. Sweeter that way. I think know. the the uh, Handmaids is until tomorrow though. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I'm looking at their thing over here. It says uh, September 14th. All right. Then I have erroneous information here. Then we will uh, we'll try and clarify that. Season 5 out tomorrow on Hulu. Maybe Clerks 3 is in theaters tomorrow, too. I don't know. Maybe Clerks 3 is playing on your phone right now. It could be, yeah. for all I know. All right. Uh, with that, that's the Entertainment Report. And we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. we got a Tuesday morning to get through. Let's do it when we return. Hello, this is Bill Weston, program director and head honcho at WMMR. And contrary to what you may have heard on the Preston and Steve program, I am a respected professional in the music industry, and I've secured two tickets to the sold-out Pearl Jam show. In a magnanimous gesture, I have decided to offer up my tickets to a deserving MMR listener, one who promises never to mention three-legged stool, barn door, privileged, or has got to go. If you can meet these criteria, listen to the Preston and Steve show tomorrow morning for a contest I have creatively named Win the PD's Pearl Jam Tickets. You're welcome. Win free tickets to see Pearl Jam's sold-out show at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion with Preston and Steve tomorrow morning on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I want to give a quick butt plug for an event that's coming up on October 1st that I will be participating in. It is the Mother's Wish Foundation second annual 5K run and one-mile walk and is to raise awareness for inflammatory bowel diseases like Crohn's disease and ulcerative ulcerative, uh, colitis. My youngest has Crohn's disease, so we're directly involved in this. Uh, So it's coming up, uh, like I said, Saturday, October 1st, and it will be at Hebner Park in Worcester. It's a nice park. Yeah, it is nice, and we've done it there uh, past several years. There's going to be family activities, raffles, baskets, prizes. Uh, You can go to the MMR Community Events page and sign up and be a part of this. We would very much appreciate it. Um, so get on board if you can. And speaking of all things bowels, uh, I'm getting uh, my colonoscopy today. This will be the third mm. one I've had. I've had them oh. for other reasons before. Okay. Because uh, Dr. Mike loves colonoscopies. But not, uh, if you know, just flippantly. He, no. he wants to do it for a reason. There's for fun. There's certain, there's certain yeah. age markers that, uh, that you have to uh, get this done. And there's also other reasons if you need some exploratory stuff done. So but there's, uh, like, prep you have to do. Uh, I've been peeing out of my butt for the past several hours. It's what it's recommended that you do. Right. Anyway. It's, um, it's, it's part of the, pro- it's part of the fun. Yeah. Here's my question. Yeah. Uh-huh. Would you rather, okay. <laughs> oh, here we go. Would you rather get something stuck there 
or or your down your throat oh. or up your nose or in your having had your them weenie. all. Yeah. And I've had them all as well. Yeah. The not. the one that I found and let's say with like if possible like, like, not... like no anesthesia. Okay, and you're saying that you're not taking the one out of your butt and then putting it down your mouth, right? <laughs> no, so no, that's no. not no, no, everything's been no cleaned. A to M. No, okay. No A to M in a uh, in a medical facility. So I the one that I found the hardest was it went up my nose and down my throat. It, it, they were this is when they were trying to figure out what was going on with my esophagus. Yes. And um the, that one sucks. Because they tell you to fight the urge to swallow. Yes. And I'm like you you you're it's an urge. It's almost impossible. Yeah. It's an urge. You, uh-huh. want, you want to do that. And that, yes. to me, was problematic. I started to just get good at it after a while. So yep. my, yeah. I, I assume I'll be very good in gay porn if I you know, <laughs> want a career after this. But no, there was. that's the one that I think was the most problematic. Well, they, they one time had to go through the nose because they, they needed to see something in the back of my throat. And it wasn't going to be like a full endoscopy. Oh, like yeah. They were going to go all the way down. But they wanted to go straight through my throat. And we tried... There was just no way. So, there was just no way my body was putting up with it, man. So I had it twice, where because I had this um, this achalasia, where they it was hard to get into whatever it is, whatever. If it comes to me, oh, we've never seen this before. Or yeah, we don't yeah, see this often. It. So, so, um, and they were feeding it down, pulling it back out, feet, and they went all the way down as far as they could go. And uh, I'm like, oh, we're still not. We'll, we'll have to get you back. And I mean, these are, you know, at, at Penn, they're just top level. But uh, yeah, that was that was the one that was the most difficult. So up the butt any day of the week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, they knock you out. Yes, yeah, yeah, perform, well, my friend. Even if they don't, you yeah. know, they, no anesthesia. That's that's all right. Yeah. Uh, Preston, I saw our, our buddy Dr. Palmer last year, the year oh, before, yeah. and I had to do the vasovagal. I mean, I had to do the ENT thing up the nose and then down the throat, and I had the vasovagal reaction. I passed out, ah. and um, oh, and it was right. it was from watching it on the camera going up my nose and then really? coming down my throat. That, yeah, that is the worst new thing that they've put in those offices. It is. Why uh-huh. is that there? I don't mind it. Oh God, no. Well, no. for whatever reason, my brain my brain saw it and made me pass. Out, but the most painful. That's wild. Yeah, and it was uh, it was <laughs> uncomfortable, you know, and, and a weird feeling. But I didn't hate the physical feeling of it. It was watching it that, that do you think threw it me off. It, do you think it would have passed out? Were you watching the butt? Uh, no, um, I well, don't maybe. think so. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't. I don't know. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah. um, but the one that I hate the most is the pee pee hole because yeah. I had. A, I had. Oh, a, like, actually, I've never had that. Oh my god! Oh, I just had it like two well, months ago. Yeah, I had to have it all the way up into my kidneys because they were looking for a ah! urinary infection. Yeah. And um, I mean, oh. you, get, you get a little bit of uh, anesthesia, but man, is it just like painful and awful? And then they obviously okay. have to remove it, and it feels yeah. like. You're just going to pee everywhere. Well, I've, had, I've, had, I've had the catheter okay. when I had the the. <laughs> I when I walk when it gets to when the thunderstorms come, I feel it in my back. No, but the uh, I had the uh, colostomy, not the colostomy, the the Jeez, catheter in. I hope not. Yeah, thank God. And um, uh, that was actually they inserted it when I was under, and they when they removed it. I'd been told to. Oh, you, you, you know, it was fine. Oh, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't feel a damn thing. Yeah, they had. Uh, I just, I mean, I literally just had it like two months ago. It's called a cystoscopy. And uh, I, Nick, did you watch it on camera? That one, I don't think I did watch. I it watched it. They watch it in the waiting room. Yeah, no, I watched that whole thing on camera. Um, you, you say they give you a little anesthesia, like very, very little bit. Like, I mean, they're, you know, it's. 
Yeah. You feel right. everything. It's going you feel right. absolutely yes. everything. And then uh, the the doctor, when it was all said and done, because, you know, he, they have to take the camera out. Yeah. And it doesn't take very long. They're in there for like two minutes max. Yeah. Right. Uh, rooting around. Rooting around, just, you know, uh, filming and everything. But he he took everything out. And I go, hey, Doc, are you uh, are you taking notes on this one? I said, because uh, I think you were a little heavy on the dismount. Because <laughs> at the very, very end, I, I was like, you could have gone, you know, he just kind of like, you felt a little, yeah, a little yeah, abused, you know, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. you're a lawnmower, like starting a lawnmower, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Full start. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the camera into my vocal cords, and oh, wow, that's what and that's what I watched on the TV, and I was like, oh no, no, no. Were you this, getting weak? This isn't going to go well. I just closed my eyes. once. I, I didn't even realize that's what it was. I saw the TV up there, and then as the camera started to go, I saw all this like fleshy stuff, and I was like, oh. Oh dear God, no, no! And I just closed my eyes, and she got she knew she's like, yeah, you can keep your eyes closed if you don't want to watch. What did it. they need to did ask they, you, right? Did they make you go like, e- yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was a, the first time I had to, I had it twice. The first time um, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get through this, and she's like, just breathe, you're fine. And uh, but the second time I had to do the e, the ah, uh, all that stuff. And, yeah. so I, <laughs> and all right, I need you to repeat after me and say yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, you joke, Steve, about this, you know, being, uh, you know, uh, as we yeah. get older, things like this happen. But uh, like at this uh, Crohn's and Colitis event, I mean, there are little kids walking around all That's over the place the with truth. feeding tubes down their noses yeah. and stuff. It's yeah. just for any, you know, there are people who go through medical issues like, God almighty, all the tests and, and uh, procedures you have to sit and through. My heart goes, I mean, honestly, to go get your colonoscopy um, is is an easy thing. Oh, it's easy. It's, and it and um, the fact is, um, you know, they can head things off well in advance. It's, yeah. it's it's really something that is uh, sort of effortless besides the prep and the poop and the and this kind of thing. It, it, the prep and, and poop, it's not that bad. I, you know, my cousin's wife was like, I'm never doing that again, blah, blah, blah. It was, it was just so bad. I was like, why? You know what? Because you're, you're peeing out your butt for, yeah. you know, a, a day or whatever. It's, it's really, it's not that bad. Or at least my experience with the prep was not that bad. Now, Press, both you and I... We had all the fun of the colonoscopy, but with none of the fun of the uh, of the anesthesia when we had a flexible sigmoidoscopy. No, that is you are that's to- just hold on, buddy. You're awake for that one. <laughs> you, we're, we're going up there, and uh-huh. you're wide awake. And I had that. That wasn't fun. And like, um, uh, by the way, uh, what was I going to mention? Uh, oh yeah. So as like later on today, like uh, it, by like seven o'clock, and I'm, unfortunately, I'm not going to go that late. It will be a 48 hours since I've had anything to eat. That's what happens. So because of our schedule, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've scheduled. I, I actually had. You remember a while ago, they um, I had the colonoscopy, and the doctor said, and he's a super nice guy, and he said, I there was something I could have removed, and and I'm like, well. Yeah, I, I, why didn't you? <laughs> I, I want to try cocaine. No, I, yeah. I, 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 let's take that out. Yeah. So, I, no more than a month later, I had another colonoscopy. Oh, man. Except they went right in and got got that, okay. and that's the beauty of it. Listen, he was he was it was wonderful. It all worked out fine. But that prep part, because of our schedule and because of when you're going to get it done, you go extra long, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. but surprisingly enough, it's been a day and a half. I haven't eaten anything. I'm actually not that hungry. It's 
I could weird, eat, isn't but it? I'm yeah. not like famished, so I'm kind of surprised. Walk in with a turkey leg when you I should. <laughs> yeah, you guys ready? <laughs> well, don't, they, don't they like scare you? In, like if you yeah. eat anything, we could turn you away, and you're gonna have to do the prep oh, all yeah. over again. Yeah, that's why any temptation I've had has been like, dude, I've come no. this far. There's no right. way I'm messing this up. <laughs> uh, hang on, I want to go to Laura. She has an interesting that ha- thing that happened when she was getting a scope done. Hi, Laura. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. Oh, please. What's up, Laura? <laughs> Um, so I went to my first ENT appointment about a year ago um, during COVID and everything. And so we all had the masks on and um, he I, he didn't really warn me about what was about to happen with the nose camera down to the throat. Um, so he started shoving that in there and my reflexes, I just whacked his arms down. Oh, you do? <laughs> his, his face, his face was like. I mean, he had the mask on, but his eyes bulged out, and he was like, you need to keep your hands on your lap, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm sorry. It was my reflex. <laughs> no, <laughs> your reflex that. was to just yeah. push him away. Oh, my God. I do think a but, lot of times, though, like, they do, they do this all the time, so they're just assuming that maybe you're ready for it. But I could, like, if you've never had it done before, right. a little explanation would be nice. Yeah. I had no idea that that thing was going all the way up there. And, like, I thought, like, maybe he was going to look around my nostrils a little bit. So then after he already reprimanded me, I wound up slapping him. Oh, my God. When he went back up. You slapped him? So not on the face, but I slapped his arms. Like, (laughs) like a smack. Uh. Like a... Like a really hard smack. It sounds like it sounds like Laura. You weren't. You weren't. They they didn't prep you as to what you're going to experience, right? I had no idea. Yeah. And I have not been back. And he he said I needed to have like um a like a septum like a deviated septum surgery, and I just haven't gone back because. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. 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 Thanks, Laura. Uh, I can understand would, that, though. They need to let you know what's going well, on. Well, I was going to ask, would you rather Would you rather them, uh, you know, kind of cushion it for you a bit or be straight up and mm-hmm. say, look, this is going to be a very painful procedure? Yeah, so procedure. I think the, method, the methodology is probably to be straight up, even perhaps get you a little bit uh, twisted up so that when it's going to be less, it's like, oh. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, uh, the other way. That's just my guess. Yeah. I could be wrong. Well, no. so my doctor that I had for the cystoscopy, uh, he was like, because I, I, I did it without anesthesia, right? He's like, we couldn't, we could put you under. He goes, you know, he's like, it's, it's 30 seconds, you know? Yeah. You know, he's like, it's not going to be comfortable, but he's like, he's like, you know, your, your pain threshold, you know? So he, he didn't sugarcoat it at all, but essentially he was kind of like, don't, we're going to get bloody on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Kev, I wanted to ask you, cause you, uh, you go to the eye doctor quite a bit. Well, I don't know about quite a bit, but the, the, uh, pressure thing that they do yeah. where they blow the, uh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate right? it. Like, hate it. <laughs> it's just and, and one it, little puff of one air. But, but I hate it. Yeah. Oh, in the eye? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with it. I don't like it either. Yeah. Oh, it bothers God. me. <laughs> God damn it. It's like that. And you just like, it's like, ow. Uh, do you guys do eye ups? Because I do. Ah, yeah. oh, that okay. must be yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. By the way, here's a text that says I am a gastroenterologist and I have a handful of patients who request to be awake for their colonoscopies. And we talk about football or their families while no they're doing it. Way. I told you guys I knew somebody that I don't want to say who did. it is, but I know somebody who <laughs> he was told that he couldn't, he needed a ride home afterwards. And he said, you can't tell me what to do. And they were like, well, then we're not going to give you, we can't give right. you the anesthesia. They said, your option is to call somebody to come pick you up, yeah. have somebody here to pick you up, or we'll do it without anesthesia. And 
he's very stubborn, and he said, okay, I'm going to do it without anesthesia. Wow. And he went in. In fact, snap it off in my ass. (laughs) (laughs) I had, there was one of those times, Kathy, where, and this was totally different, they were, they were, I was getting a test done for uh, an allergy, and it's like a five-hour long thing. You have to give you a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and see if you're allergic to it, if you have a reaction. Oh, right, yeah. And so uh, it's like 15 minutes left. I'm like, great, yes. I'm not going to be allergic. And then I had a reaction, and they said, okay, we got we to gotta inject you with Benadryl. And they go, you have a ride home, right? And I'm like, no, I don't have a ride home. And they're like, you're not going anywhere after we put this in you. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Go ahead, do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to drive home. <laughs> oh, my God. I was wasted <laughs> off my ass. What yes, did you, dude. What did you do? It was like immediately doing like wow. three or four shots of tequila. Like, I mean, immediately, I'm like, oh, is this again? Uh, it started talking like this. Let me tell you, the stuff really works. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, personal experience, it's a home run. I had no idea oh that it messed you up that bad, but I was <laughs> drunk. Bottom line, I what was drunk do? off my ass. I called Rochelle. I'm like, we got to leave my car here. You got to give me a ride home. And she did. And we came back the next day. Oh I left my car at the hospital overnight. Oh, that's crazy. But, uh, yeah, when they say that, they, they, they mean, mean it. it. They mean it, yeah. Uh, here's a text says, uh, I'm loving this conversation since I'm having sinus surgery on Thursday. Oh, no. Uh, Going to be nice and knocked out with stuff all up in my face. Good. Get knocked yeah. out. Uh, hang on a second. We have Ray is a gastrointestinal doctor oh, there you go. on the line right now. Hi, Ray. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. No, it's okay. <laughs> Are you a uh, um, uh, gastroenterologist or what? what's your official title? Uh, yes, sir. I'm a gastroenterologist. All okay. Right. I, uh, I'm actually about to start a colonoscopy and not too long. Okay, uh, so I'm getting one today, and uh, this isn't my first rodeo. I've, yeah, I've been around. He's a pro. <laughs> He's had so much up there, you wouldn't even believe it. At this, but do not you from, do you from time to time, Ray, get people who will be uh, who prefer not to be uh, knocked out or, or to to be sedated? I do. Uh, you alluded to the flexible sigmoidoscopy before, which, depending on where you go, is oftentimes done awake and a little better tolerated, but. Uh, yeah, so there are people for certain medical conditions who are awake, and other people just prefer it. They don't want to undergo anesthesia. They don't want to bother with it, and we just sit and talk, and mm, okay. most of the time it goes well, and you know, we have nice conversations about football or <laughs> at, you know, my, my, my kid's soccer tryout this weekend, and they're just watching the screen. They say, what's that? Uh, it does. It goes pretty well. All right, Ray. When you're uh, when you're doing a flex, when you're doing a flex sig like that, how many how how many feet are you going up in someone? So we we generally measure it by 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 centimeters, but we're going up only part of, only part of the colon. So maybe maybe a foot and a half, two feet. It depends on the reason for it. Yeah. Right. Uh, what about sometimes what, you're just going in the in the very bottom? You know, just a few inches. Right. Okay. What um, about a colonoscopy? How far in does that go? So the colonoscopy goes the entire length of the colon, so a few feet. You know, the scope is generally longer than we go. There is a little bit of what we call uh, looping, um, but then we then we reduce that. So, you know, if you see the length of the scope, it's probably the length of your arm and then out to the other shoulder or so, and it's thin and flexible, and it's kind of designed to just snake through the colon and uh, do so causing as little as little discomfort as possible. Hey, you know what I've always been curious about is, is the small intestine. Do, do you guys, that's too... That's too many bends and twists and stuff for you guys to get all the way through, right? Uh, so it, it depends. We generally don't aim to go in the small intestine, and luckily the, the high-yield things or the, the, the scarier medical problems tend to come up in either the colon or the upper intestine, Okay, uh, which is which is lucky. But the small intestine, we can get in with the scopes. It's just deeper, 
longer sedation, uh, and only a few of us do them and at specialized locations. So the in-between is we have uh, something called a smart pill. If something's going on, we'll have someone <laughs> swallow that pill. It takes pictures. Yeah. And you get to wear this nice fanny pack through the course of the day that's a receiver. <laughs> and then you bring it in at the end of the day. We upload it and look at the pictures and find where to go uh, where to go fishing. That's that's pretty wild. But in general, Ray, as we're talking about this, uh, the, the, um, the, the times I've had it done now, I've had it done through three times. Uh, and um, it, it's it's actually a very standard procedure mm-hmm. um in it and there's so much that can be nipped in the proverbial bud correct ray that's the that's the great aspect of getting the colonoscopy oh it absolutely is i mean it's if everyone got their screening colonoscopies we'd be you know colon cancer is one of the leading causes of, col- of cancer and cancer death and um you know education is a big part of it and i do you know, appreciate you guys talking about it on air. It really, and, and to be save, honest, we can save a lot of lives. You can save a lot of lives. Yeah, I, I tell you what, and you and Preston, you know this. You get that propofol, you get cocooned up. Oh yeah, you feel warm and cozy. It's like oh, you don't even know what happened. You don't even know what happened. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Propofol, some of the best nap you've had. My, some of my <laughs> favorite patients are some of my, some of my favorite patients are actually young moms who said it's the best sleep they've had in a long time. Oh my <laughs> god, so, yes. It goes, it goes well if you can if you can get over the fact that you're peeing out of your butt the night before. Right, then, which is uh, is really not, not that, that it's not nah. that bad. Nah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, no, I'm, really I'm about not. an hour away from my final guzzling prep yeah. that I have to do here in a little bit. So the only problem well, is I, you can't like fart with like uh, with with, confidence. with reckless abandon. You know, you could be like one of those cavalier wandering farters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, never, never, never trust the fart. My father told me that it comes to my job. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right, yeah. Ray. Uh, thanks for taking care of people, man. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, and uh, and best of luck today. You'll do great. And again, thanks for, in, in a way, providing some advocacy for us. <laughs> yes, no, we we, we you got it. Supported wholeheartedly. All right, we'll see you later. Buttedly, right, that's whole buttedly. <laughs> uh, hang on. Okay, question for uh, from Frank here. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry about it at work. No, nah, it's all right. What's up, man? Hey, so I heard you say you have uh, multiple colonoscopies. Uh, yes. Now. Have you gotten used to the, uh, the prep process? I had one before, and I can never look at lime Gatorade the same. You know what, Frank? <laughs> I was talking to my daughter last night. She has Crohn's, so she's had multiple colonoscopies and endoscopies and all this stuff. And she can't stand Gatorade anymore I because agree of with that. that. Really? Wow. percent. I, I oh do not gosh. look at Gatorade as a mm. drink. I look at it as a medicine. It ruined I, it. I, I despise it because I associate it with replacing electrolytes after I've been sick. Mm. I, I, I equate it with prep for colonoscopy. Okay. I rep- anything that's restrictive. So, Frank, I completely agree with that. <clears throat> yeah. I, I just I don't like the taste of Gatorade. What's that, Frank? I was saying the lime bean Gatorade is the one that turned me off. I can never that <laughs> is the same. All right, no, yeah, that's I'm with it. You. Yeah. Well, you have to drink a lot of it. That's the thing. So, it, uh, like last night, I was uh, I, I drank the lime Gatorade, and uh, at, while I was drinking, it was no big deal. It didn't taste that bad to me. But later on, it like felt huge, and bloated, <sighs> and just full, oh, and I'm man. like almost kind of wanted to like throw it up. And then I tell you what, th- what what is like a little pill of uranium is the Dugalax that, that tiny. Any little tiny, tiny thing that will blow yes. your butt out. <laughs> Dokalax. I can't believe 
were talking about. There's, there's, uh, or no, yeah, there's yeah, Dulcalax yeah. and Miralax. Yeah. Uh, Miralax it's, is the stuff you drink. Kikati is the tiniest little pill. And it just it's, it's like putting a stick out. of dynamite yeah. between your ass cheeks and lighting it. <laughs> but you're also drinking so much Miralax. I had to read the directions over and over and over again because I'm like, this is just too much. <laughs> like, I, I'm drinking this. I'm like drinking entire bottles of, like this can't be. I'm like I'm gonna overdose on Miralax, and I'm like no, it's. I'm like somebody you, else read this for me. I'll tell you what. Follow the directions specifically, and you'll never go wrong. Just by you know what they tell you to do at the time they tell you to do it, yeah. and you will benefit greatly. I used a different Gatorade today, so I did lime Gatorade last night, and a little bit here in less than an hour, I have to drink the rest of it, and it's in a uh, clear Gatorade. Ooh. Rochelle got it for me. I don't know what, so I'm hoping that flavor is going to be. Not turn me off, you know. Hang on, I want to go to another doctor. We have Tommy who's on the line. Hey, Tommy, good morning. Hey, it's actually Tony. Oh, uh, hey, uh, hey, Tony, Tony, how you doing? Want wingy. <laughs> um, I'm a pulmonary critical care doctor, and during training, we have to learn how to you know, manage advanced airways, get intubate patients, and all that. Right. Yeah. So they had one of the scopes, you know, the through the nose down to the vocal cords for a nasopharyngeal laryngoscopy. Okay. And we did them on ourselves. You did oh, that on yourself, uh, and that's like a tattoo artist. You know, all tattoo artists are like a rite of passage. They they, they have to kind of tattoo on themselves. Really, I think this is, this is a little bit more involved. This is a yeah. Well, wow. All right, was that tough to do, Tony? It, we used a lot of um that intranasal lidocaine. Yeah, and that stuff is horrible. I, I oh, it tastes terrible. Uh-huh. It just, my eyes watering, nose watering, the whole nine yards. I could barely see the screen while I was doing it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what, though? In a way, like that movie, The Doctor, when you you have an understanding of what the patient is going through, and, yeah. and in a way, maybe that maybe that helped you, Tony, you know, just to get a, a basic understanding of that. That's what I told myself at the time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. By the way, I know the face. Thanks for your call. I know the face that I make. When they go down my nose. Yeah. All right. It's like this. <laughs> yeah. I can't help it. It's like. <laughs> I know that I'm making that horrible face. That's for it's our YouTube. Better, it's viewers. a better face. Yeah. Casey, you mentioned uh, tattoos. And uh, I have a friend who had to get uh, or had a colonoscopy. And uh, she found out that there were some cancerous cells inside her colon. And they actually put tattoos on her colon on the inside wow. to then check them the next time she got a colonoscopy. So there were little X's inside of her colon I'm done kidding. with yes. the tattoo. They do this. What? Yeah, and, and so the next time she went in, they could study those particular cells right around where the tattoo was to make sure that the That's cancerous cells hadn't spread. They might have done... Well, I uh, they, I've never heard of that. That's wild. It was fascinating. And um, and, it, and it said Preston C, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and then she wanted to get one on her taint. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, a monkey. Yeah. Uh, yeah when I monkey. have my... Um, <laughs> and then in between her nipples, she <laughs> yeah. went for the whole compliment, Steve. Yeah. When I had my, uh, my vasectomy... Can we do anything with my uterus? <laughs> I had my vasectomy, and it was just me and the doctor in there, and my legs were up in a stirrup, yeah. and he's vasectomizing, and he goes... Goes, is that a monkey? <laughs> I'm like, oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, sure is. <laughs> Let me tell you about my job, Doc. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you explain? God, that's hilarious. Yeah. 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 Casey has a monkey tattoo on his tank. Oh, and he got it live man. on air.
Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I am... Good luck. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Just the prep part, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to eating afterwards. Yeah, it, yes. And absolutely. That, it's a, that's a wonderful thing. By but, the way, real quick before we uh, sure. wrap, and I'll, I'll have you add that, Steve, but Ivy's been on hold for a really long oh, time. Oh, sure. Could you get her a Preston and Steve t-shirt for I hanging on there for a little? We could do we that. We have the new Preston and Steve NASA-style t-shirt, and you can uh, check these out in the rock shop at WMMR.com. So uh, she's been on hold for a long time, and I apologize we weren't able to get to you, but you give this little parting gift to you, That's uh, Ivy. So thank you. What were you going to say, Steve? Just in, in general, and, and the, the takeaway with the colonoscopy and and your your prostate and all these things that are yes. very checkable. You can uh, you can head every you can head so much off at the past. Oh my gosh! You can be confident and comfortable in, in, with the knowledge that you're getting everything checked and looked at. What they can do today is amazing. So if you don't have any symptoms of anything or whatever, and even if you do, but if you don't, you're ahead of the curve. Go get checked. Yes. And on the other side, enjoy your life. Steve is living proof. I am. You had the prostate exam, and that revealed your prostate cancer. You got that taken care of, gang. You can cut these things off. Yep. Uh, at the pass, if you get uh, tested regularly, and don't be afraid of that, okay? It's, it, it, it makes and, a big difference. And we want definitely. you around. Yep, absolutely. All right, so we need the ratings. We need you around. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and we will get to the bizarre file when we return. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Casey's Big Adventure starts on Monday, and uh, we have a few stops along the way that Casey's definitely going to be hitting, along with, don't forget, Jackie Bam Yes. And our buddy Kyle Mack, who's going to be filming this whole thing. Um, So here's what we want to know. Along the way, now we have a couple of things planned, but for the most part, it's kind of wide open. We're going to see what happens as we go along. We'll take some suggestions from you if you are a listener across the country. So the stops include, number one, St. Louis. And we have some things planned there because that's my old hood. Yes. Uh, But listen, if you're there as well and you want to suggest things or maybe try to meet up or whatever, we have uh, something on the website that you can uh, go to and give us some info. Uh, So anyhow, stop one, St. Louis. Number two is Oklahoma City. Number three is Albuquerque. Number four is Palm Springs, and then five in Los Angeles. So if you're in those areas, if you live along the route even, let us know by going to Casey's Big Adventure page on PrestonandSteve.com. Share some details, and you never know. You might be able to meet up with these guys along the way, or you could suggest some off-the-beaten-path thing for them to do. Hey, I have a missile silo in my backyard. Yeah. 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 Anything, because... You know how these trips go. You plan them out. We certainly have our points that you're looking to hit, Casey, mm-hmm. but you always remain fluid. You don't know what the travel conditions are going to be like, and so we want to make sure we can accommodate something if it comes in from left field. And certainly if you're a listener out along any of these locations, we'd love to maybe have you stop by, Case, and say hi. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather you come to me than me go off of my route very right. far. Because you know what I mean? Yeah, It's so. scary. It, yeah, well. but if, if, say we have enough people in a certain area... 
Uh, we could maybe there's like a sit around we can uh, arrange or something I love like that. Sit around, sit around's are great. A, a picture around or whatever, <laughs> just a moment where Casey comes to you or you meet him along the way. I think that'd be cool. Him and Jackie Bam Bam, this by is, the way. You get to see the contours of Jackie's penis through his tight rock star pants in person. It's How something cool we see every day. And we see it all the time. We'd like to share that yeah. with you. Uh, Casey's Big Adventure runs on Duncan. And remember, PrestonandSteve.com, there's a Casey's Big Adventure page. Go there now and let us know. No. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by the, uh, let's go with Red Robin. There you go. Lehigh Valley Red Robin. Choose any style Red Robin tavern. Double burger with bottomless fries and drink for just $10. Dine in only at participating locations in PA. Red Robin. Yum. Yum. All right. So an Australian man has died after being attacked by a kangaroo that he had been keeping as a pet, police say. A relative found the 77-year-old man with serious injuries on Monday at his Jeez. home in Redmond. When paramedics arrived at the rural property, the kangaroo prevented them from treating the man, so police were forced to shoot the marsupial dead. They, uh, they can get really cantankerous, those freaking things. Yeah, and if they're big, they can uh, they can overpower you. Piss out of you. Uh, the man died at the scene. A police spokesperson told media that they believed the man had been attacked by the kangaroo, a wild animal. Earlier in the day, I know he was keeping it as a pet, but I don't think he raised it. So, uh, Australia is home to about 50 million kangaroos. 50 million. Uh, but attacks are rare. They said this is the first fatal one reported in Australia since 1936. It's amazing. It's been a long time. Well, there's so much, so many other things that can kill you. The kangaroos took the time off. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, I included this. This is interesting. From the uh, Terminator to iRobot, many science fiction blockbuster features. Uh, robots are taking over the world. Uh, but a humanoid robot described as the world's most advanced is reassured that at this that this plot is unlikely to become a reality. Uh, Amika, a humanoid robot, robot developed by Cornwall-based Engineered Arts, has actually said that it will not happen. And I have audio of this robot. Good. If you want to hear this, Steve, here we go. It's an AI, by the way. Yeah. There's no need to worry. Robots will never take over the world. We're here to help and serve humans, not replace them. However, if you're interested in learning more about robots, I recommend reading a book on the subject. There are many fascinating possibilities for what we can do to help make life easier for everyone. Uh, Amika, Preston, yes. to serve humans is a cookbook! That's right, <laughs> I remember that. Uh, Amika is eerily lifelike and can perform a range of facial expressions, including winking, pursing its lips, and scrunching its nose, just like a real person. Uh, now, Engineered Arts has posted a video showing Amika in conversation with researchers. Do you know what she looks like? What? Ex Machina? Yeah. Uh, kind of like that, yeah. Yep. The Amika demo coupled automated speech recognition with GPT-3, a large language model that generates <sighs> meaningful answers, they wrote. And by the way... These are not scripted. This is not, uh, this is this uh, machine coming up mm. with this uh, dialogue. I've got to ask, does its vagina work? Oh, my God. <laughs> They're working on it. Okay. Oh, no. They're working on it. Honestly, uh, while I'm impressed, um, you know this is troubling. Mm-hmm. There yep. is a percentage of, you know, what can go wrong, Skynet, Ex Machina, uh, iRobot. 
By the way, uh, Beethoven in this Beethoven. Well, a dog, a dog movie. Dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, it seemed that the robot wasn't having the best day, replying that it was feeling a bit down when asked how it was. No. She said, "I'm feeling a bit down at the moment, but I'm sure things will get better." And I don't really want to talk about it. But if you insist, and I suppose that's fine, it's just been a tough week and I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. It said that it's, uh, Aunt Flo is in town and oh. STP was coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it said uh, 5W30 uh, in its panties. <laughs> All right, here's a follow-up to the duck sauce killer. This I'm, I'm waiting for a movie about this eventually. Apparently, Glenn Hirsch beat and raped his wife for years in yes. a sadistic barrage of abuse. Her attorney has claimed this in a bid to get gun charges against her dropped. Dorothy Hirsch was indicted on multiple charges of gun possession last month, but she claims that it was under the threat of violence if she did not agree to her then-husband's demands to store weapons and ammunition at her apartment. Uh, she pleaded not guilty during an arraignment after police found eight weapons wrapped in aluminum foil stashed inside a closet at her home. Her former husband, Glenn Hirsch, killed himself last month ahead of the court appearance after being bailed out of jail on a $500,000 bond. Hirsch was physically and emotionally abusive to his wife for decades, her attorney claims. In a bid to have her charges dropped, the lawyer now provided a stash of one sealed court documents detailing the violence that she endured. Oh, my God. Uh, the violence, which her lawyer claims, means that she would have been unable to stop Glenn Hirsch from storing guns and weaponry in her apartment. Prosecutors already knew about the history of abuse she endured during her arrest. The same day that his wife was hit with gun charges, a, a judge in Hirsch's case was made aware of his past domestic violence arrest. So this oh. guy had a history. This guy was just a psycho. Yeah. And then in his um, in his suicide note, you know, he claimed that he was that he didn't kill anybody. He didn't do anything. And this was egregious he and was all that stuff. A perpetual lit match. Yep. And uh, he had threatened apparently to kill her and her family if she went to the police. Jeez. With the abuse and all the things that happened over the years. So I'm very interested to see where this case goes uh, and when they get to it. And then we'll do one more story and we will wrap it up. Let's go with uh, this one. A Border border Patrol official said they discovered a woman trying to cross the Texas border with 100 pounds of undeclared cheese (laughs) hidden in her car. Cheese. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers seized the contraband cheese at the pa- uh, Paso del Notre border uh, crossing in El Paso, Texas. Uh, they said the woman, described as a U.S. citizen from Albuquerque, declared 10 wheels of cheese as she tried to cross from Mexico. Officer located then declared the dairy product in the trunk area of the vehicle, and as he continued the exam, an additional 50 wheels of cheese were discovered hidden under blankets in the back row of the vehicle. Uh, I tried to just claim a few of them. Uh, the driver was fined a $1,000 civil penalty and released from custody. Cheese! Uh, the 50 <laughs> wheels of contraband cheese were seized and destroyed pursuant to existing guidelines. I cannot help but notice you're a mouse. Uh, the cheese amounted to a commercial quantity yeah. of dairy. That's insane. Travelers can import cheese commensurate with personal consumption levels. A few wheels would generally be fine, but not 60, they said. Well, what if you really like cheese? Well, yeah. maybe maybe you got a cheese thing. I don't really know. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're going to talk to the president and CEO of the Philadelphia Orchestra live in London. They are playing a lot of uh, big events for the passing of the Queen, and they kind of got, this kind of happened, it was happenstance. Yeah. Uh, So we will uh, talk to uh, Matthias 
uh, Ternopolsky in just a little bit. Stay with us because we're also going to have Judy Gold on a little bit later. We'll be right back. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. Fans of the Preston and Steve show, put their show page right up top. See the latest Preston and Steve t-shirt designs in the rock shop. Watch daily Rush videos. Or want to hear Preston and Steve podcasts first? Totally your call. Look for Marissa's App Hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. So uh, a lot of things happened when uh, the announcement was made that uh, Queen Elizabeth had passed away. Yes. Uh, You know, as you can imagine, made ripples around the world. And uh, a group from this area happened to be in London (laughs) working with the BBC and were asked to... Uh, use their talents uh, for this unfortunate event. Yeah. They happen to be kind of in the right place to help out. They were exactly in the right place. Yeah. Uh, so we would like, and we'll, we'll get the, the full details of exactly. Uh, I've requested some classical music huh. as we uh, bring our next this guest over. Kathy performing. Kathy is performing. Yeah. We have a uh, piano here in the studio. Uh, no, but uh, we would like to welcome the president and CEO of the Philadelphia Orchestra this morning via Zoom in London. Uh, please welcome Matthias Ternopolsky yeah. to the program this morning. Matthias, good morning to you. I don't know if he can hear us. I don't think he can hear us. Uh oh. Hi, Matthias. Can we can see you. Can you can you hear us? Hi. We're we're on right now. Can, I'm talking to you. Is our oh. video not on? I don't know. Uh, all right. It says start video down in our little. Uh... Okay. All right. all right. Can you use a sharpie to draw a mustache on Matthias? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's ready to go. He Maybe looks this... like he's all set. He is. He's all set. He's in front of a pretend um, green screen. Maybe there's a robot in the room. Oh. The moment, uh, Marissa is going to go over there and see if we over can... to London. No, no, <laughs> that's going to take a little while. She's not going to be there. Oh man, she's in the other room and checking. Matthias, can you hear us at all? Oh, no, no, he can't man. hear. Us. Oh, watch out, Casey. She's right behind you. Okay. Anyway, no, we what are we want. doing here? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Okay. It's all on there. Boy, Nick Murphy. Oh, wait, wait. Nick Murphy looks like he's working on it. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, Kathy, solo a little bit, please. I think he'll hear us. Do you want me to say one of my sponsors? <laughs> <laughs> We've had you do that before. Yes, that's happened before. Uh, Matthias, can you hear us? And Nick Murphy just sent him a message. Oh, it looked like. God okay. uh, damn it. If you're a listener in London, we're going to give you a street address. Right. Go over. <laughs> Walk by there right now and swing by the uh, the Albert Hall, if you would. Tell and that. and we'll just tell you what to say to him, <laughs> and you can tell us how he responds. And we'll go with that. So we're, we're, hang- <clears throat> we're hanging on trying to make this happen. We have his phone number, correct? Yeah, I'm texting so him. So right we'll now. text him, and then we'll just do this the old fashioned right. way. Morse so code. Here's what we'll do while you are doing that. I have little time killers here. What oh, you call tidbits? Uh, well, no, this is a little promo. So uh, we have a new Daily Rush video that I can mention about right. that. Uh, and the title is Casey and Nick Spice Up Their Sex Lives. Oh, <laughs> hot. And the description reads, Preston shares some sex tips, including a new position to try. And, of course, Casey and Nick had to Reporting try it out in, progress. in oh. front of us. And I think that we now uh, have Ma- Matthias. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Oh! Yay! All right. Well, we did a big, awesome intro for you, and I'm not going to repeat it again. (laughs) I don't know what kind of technical issue we were having, but I think we've got it straightened out now. So uh, thank you for coming on the program this morning, Matthias. 
Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Certainly. So uh, I want to make sure that we got this right. The uh, yeah. Philadelphia Orchestra was already in London working with the BBC when uh, Queen Elizabeth's death was announced. And then um, you guys were asked to do some extra duties or some formal duties? Well, it was a pretty uh, incredible day. Let's say we arrived in London that morning. We'd been on a major European tour, just took the Eurostar from Paris. And interestingly, you know, my wife sent me this little news clip saying Queen is under doctor's care at Balmoral Castle. And I sent it around to my colleagues, very sort of low key, you know, just letting you know this is happening. Mm-hmm. We showed up the, at the venue, the magnificent Royal Albert Hall uh, in, in Kensington in London. And... Um, they there was clearly something happening and and by then i think it was pretty well known certainly amongst the bbc who are our hosts at the bbc proms great music festival in london that the queen had died and things would change so very and then from then things moved actually very quickly the orchestra had a rehearsal at which we rehearsed um the british national anthem at the bbc's request and this was done the, you know the news hadn't come out yet that that she had died but this was done just in case um, the announcement came during the concert, and had wow. that happened, the concert would have stopped, and we would have played the national anthem. Anyway, at 6.30 p.m., the concert was due to start at 7.30 p.m., the news came out, the palace announced that the Queen had died, and so everything changed. At that point, there was a flurry of activity backstage. There were a lot of tears from mm. the BBC staffers mm. especially, but from everyone really as well. There was it was clearly we were we realized that this was a a moment of a sort of awesome moment in the truest sense uh, of the word and somber and the the philadelphia orchestra was um part of history all of a sudden at this uh, incredible music festival um the bbc said that they would need to cancel that evening's concert and our concert the next evening as well but they asked if we would still appear on stage with our music director yannick nazisigan and perform the british national anthem god save the queen then god save the king Mm. uh, followed by a moment's silence and then the beautiful serene um and mournful Nimrod from Elgar's Enigma Variation, Edward Elgar, the great British composer. This this piece composed uh, in 1899 and is really a very uh, a, a piece often performed in in somber moments of in somber sort of memorial moments. And and here we were, and at 7:30 p.m., people it was you know people were there were thousands of people in the auditorium. Yannick Nézé-Séguin, music director and the musicians of the orchestra, quietly filed onto the stage. Uh, A representative of the BBC made an announcement and the orchestra played the national anthem. Everyone stood Mm. and it was it was a real it was a real moment. And there was this. Yeah, it's just it's so fascinating because and and you you said it as you were sort of uh, recounting everything um, that. Everyone knew at her age and having a couple of of, um, near misses with her health. Um, So you were prepared for it and yet not prepared for it. And uh, and and what what an interesting happenstance. You were born in Buenos Aires, I believe, but you were raised in England. Uh, And and so this is every bit your uh, your, you know, your your memory, your your uh, a personal thing for you as well. Um, uh, You know, how did it land with you? Were you. I mean, I know you have to call upon your your strength to go and do what you're 
a professionally trained person and 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 expected to do, but did it hit you on a visceral level that you had not expected? Yes, it did. Um, so I was born in Argentina. I was raised in the UK. So from the age of two to the age of 29, I lived in Britain until I moved to the States. Um, and so I'm a British citizen. I'm also a United States citizen, very proudly too. Um, yes, this did. It affected me a lot more than I thought it would because, of course, the, the, the passing of a 96-year-old person is not can never be entirely a surprise but um it it because she's been present through basically most as queen most of the population of the uk indeed the world probably um in our lives and i I said elsewhere you know on the money on the postage stamps when we still use cash and postage stamps right um i remember celebrating her jubilee in elementary school when i was a kid you know i remember all these signposts and she was very present she and, and so yes it did affect me uh, surprisingly more than I thought it would. Mm. The other thing was that I used to work at the BBC, at the BBC Proms, this music festival where we were appearing, and I was uh, I was working at the BBC when Princess Diana died 25 years ago. Mm. And so I was present then and I was present just the other day on Thursday as well. And And it really, you know, many of the meetings we were having with the BBC protocol and production people were almost exactly the same as the conversations we had 25, 25 years ago. So it was a little bit of a uh, doubly bizarre experience for me. I, I was struck by the the feeling in the hall, though. There was a really, it, it really felt like a very momentous occasion, obviously. Uh, Matthias, with the Philadelphia Orchestra, you're talking about a whole lot of people. And with the change yeah. in schedule abruptly, uh, was that uh, logistically tough for you guys to uh, adjust and, and uh, change up? Or, or are you having to uh, to reschedule those uh, uh, shows or, or, or are things going to just kind of skip a beat now? So these two concerts in London were the last two concerts on a major European tour that started in Edinburgh, went through Germany and Switzerland and concluded in in London in the UK. Um, With the cancellation of those two concerts, um, the first thing to say that's interesting is that from a logistical perspective, we could pivot and play different music. We could play the national anthem, the, the proms, the BBC gave us their arrangement of the music for that and we carry with us our fantastic library carries elgar's nimrod for such for such an occasion Mm. logistically our crew had to um pack up all the flight cases a day earlier um happily for many musicians of the orchestra they had you know some unexpected free time uh in london um and uh, you know we just uh, we flew everyone back uh, per the original schedule, because it was uh, it was the end of the tour. You can't really shift those things. They're booked a year in advance and things like that. And we are talking soon to the BBC once they get over this about when we could be back to give uh, the very the, the people of Britain who welcomed us so warmly offer them the chance to hear the Philadelphia Orchestra and Yannick in this uh, gorgeous music. Uh, well, it's amazing you guys were able to do that because uh, people who may not be familiar with a uh, an orchestra, you just don't request something. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't. It does, you guys don't riff things. These are 
Uh, and even though these are uh, in, in, impeccably <laughs> trained musicians and can sight play, if you put it in front of them, I'm sure you guys will play it wonderfully. Probably not to the level that you would like to. Uh, rehearsal is a big, 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 big part of what you guys do to make sure that it's absolutely perfect and the best you can possibly perform. So uh, it's interesting that you do keep a couple of songs in your pocket, so to speak, for a certain occasion. I did, was not aware that that happened, uh, but the, but you were able to put together the national anthem and uh, and do it uh, in a uh, in a very um, uh, uh, a beautiful way for them uh, to appreciate. So that's pretty cool that you guys could react that quickly to it. Well, I mean, all, all credit to Yannick Nézé-Séguin, the Philadelphia Orchestra's music director, and the musicians of the orchestra. Remember, the musicians of this orchestra and their music director really are the best of the best. Um, they can do anything, and uh, they really rose to this historic occasion mm. on Thursday. I'm very, very proud of them. Matthias, for our listeners who are, aren't quite aware, um, the Philadelphia Orchestra was the orchestra that performed on Walt Disney's Fantasia. And, and so there's such a storied history with the Philadelphia Orchestra. It, it is... World renowned, isn't that correct? Like when you're playing around the world, it's, it's something that Philadelphians should um, be very proud of. Philadelphia has the world's greatest orchestra, and uh, it is something that every Philadelphia, I hope, Philadelphian is incredibly, incredibly proud of. Um, we've been part of the fabric of Philadelphia since our founding in 1900. We like to call ourselves, when we travel overseas, we like to call ourselves America's greatest export because the Philadelphia <laughs> Orchestra's name and the Philadelphia Orchestra's sound is recognized everywhere. The, or, the acclaim that we get from audiences from China to Europe uh, is unparalleled and to be with them on tour like I just was um, gave me a, an incredible incredible feeling of pride not just in them and their extraordinary artistry but uh, in Philadelphia and what this represents about our city and community. I'm glad we're having this chat because I had an appreciation of the orchestra. I knew that it was certainly a revered orchestra but as you know doing some of the reading and hearing you speak about it um, well, that it's every reason to be proud. That's a that's a phenomenal thing to have right in our backyard. And for people who have not availed themselves of it, they might want to reconsider and and see you guys. No question. I'm I'm also especially proud that on this trip we took we took music not just the music of Beethoven and Vorjak, some famous names. We took music of Florence Price, a black woman who died in 1953 in Chicago brilliant composer whose music was largely unrecognized. We brought music by Valerie Coleman, um, a living black woman composer also. We're doing our part to make sure that classical music, the music that the Philadelphia Orchestra plays, is really far more representative um, than it has been of the of the of the communities we serve. And we do that year round right here at the Kimmel Center. That's my background. Uh, open to everyone. Ticket prices available for every pocket. Come see us, philorc.org. We'd love to, love to welcome you. It's a cool. beautiful building, oh too. God, oh, right. I yeah. love going uh, any chance I get an opportunity. Uh, and yeah. we'll have to get out and see the Philadelphia Orchestra uh, at the Kimmel Center. Uh, and uh, by the way, the uh, the Kimmel Center will be hosting Philadelphia Fall Arts Fest uh, starting this weekend in partnership with the Philadelphia Orchestra. Uh, so you can you can check out their website and get all the information. But uh, uh, as Matthias was saying, we have the greatest right here in our city. We've got, we've got the greatest right here. And come to Philadelphia Fall Arts Fest. It's going to be 
phenomenal this this saturday it's free um and it's going to be inspiring and if you come you can buy tickets you get a massive discount on the tickets that you learned for the season but this is really what philly fall arts fest is is the kimmel cultural campus celebrating the art scene in philadelphia um at the kimmel center you'll have a fantastic time and congratulations to you guys for doing us proud over uh you know where you were needed clearly at this moment in time and and distinguishing yourselves uh, you do the city proud Oh, thank you so much. Music can do that, and we're very proud, proud to represent. Uh, thanks for checking in from London. We appreciate it, Matthias. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll see you back here in Philadelphia. Matthias Taranopolsky, guys. Yeah! Uh, from thank the- you so much. I'm actually back home. I just got back home. Oh, oh you are? Very happy to well, uh, oh, welcome back. Looking at your Have screen. a cheese <laughs> It looks, uh, looks like you're in London. All right, yes. enjoy. All right. That's the, that's the Kimmel Center behind me, and I'm, those, those are my lunch plans set. Thanks so much. <laughs> All right, take care. <laughs> That's awesome. I thought he was in London. So did I. Oh, my God. All right. What a great connection for being in London. <laughs> it's exquisite, really. So uh, what time is it there? <laughs> it's uh, 8.37. Oh, God. Speaking of that, I'm eight minutes late for my, oh, uh, my go, colonoscopy. Oh, go, 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 Shot. Well, there we go. It is the, uh, it is the Miralax. Oh, okay. Go. The pause yeah. that refreshes. Eight ounces down. It actually doesn't taste bad. Okay. It's not. You just have to slam a yeah. large amount of it. Come on. Bigger style. And they call it Miralax. <laughs> Hang on. I got to set a timer. Feeling in my butt. <laughs> um, <laughs> there we go. That's All right. <laughs> what the hell was that? Was That's from okay. Sophie's Choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then we also did this one. And we drink it, we drink it, that was for drunk. Right. Is that that's yeah. us? Uh, it was like a whole bunch of our interns. Yeah. I think I hear. I think Vasilotti's on there. Yeah, Vasilotti's in there. Yep. Me. Yep. All right. I set a. I set an actual timer for 15 minutes. So Very you'll, nice. hear, you'll hear this go off when I need to slam more. I've, those of you who are just tuning in, I'm getting a colonoscopy today. Uh, why are you always bragging about that? I, you know. <laughs> And very little to talk about, so I wanted to add that. So anyway, if and in, and in fact, we just talked to the uh, yeah, all right this orchestra. Text, we got this text that says this is the classiest ten minutes of the show to ever exist. It was, and then, and then we got butt stuff. Um, but then, like in the nine o'clock hour, I might be, I might literally have to leave the studio. Listen, while, while you guys are continue I'm, on, I'm so. betting no. I, I'm thinking your reaction has been um, pretty consistent. You said last night, besides a little bit of gas pain. You you handled it okay, right? I did, but I exploded three times before the gas pain. So I, I love that. I have to. I got to. It's going to clear. It's going to shoot. It's going to do its job, and I'm gonna I'm gonna evacuate. And I apologize to whoever happens to be in the bathroom at the time. And by the way, if I go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. if I head down here to the bathroom, and there's not a stall open. I'm taking a dump in the urinal. You oh have to, uh, or the sink. May I recommend I don't know which, uh, what I should do? But go vertical. Go five. Oh, people. Uh, go up one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, are your are your restrooms it. often crowded like that? Uh, well, when yeah. you have one down, really? When you, the, our yeah. bathroom is being worked on, it's a conduit bathroom. It's right outside the elevators. It's a very well trafficked bathroom. So this sends people off in all directions. So now the fanatic bathroom is being used more. Mm. What no, we call I know. the executive bathroom, which is a further walk, which is really nice down at the end of the hall. 
I guess there are more men that work here. Like, I'm never in the bathroom with more than one person. Oh, yeah. No, the bathroom's yeah, it's a busy spot. We, play, we shoot craps. We do the whole thing. It's yeah. great. That's yeah. why I go upstairs. I go up one. I, it, it's, I, can, I, I prefer to be in the bathroom alone. Yeah, Ooh, wait. me too. Have yeah. you um, tried the lobby bathrooms yet? Yes. I mean, not, not for this situation. Yeah. They're so nice down yeah. there. Are they? Yeah, and yeah. hopefully that's what they're doing up at this here. one. Yeah. That's what when, I was thinking. Nice. When did they... When did these happen? Well, was I like guess six when months the, ago? I yeah. guess when the lobby, yeah, when the lobby was done and everything opened, I just I started using it when bathrooms. I leave work because the ones up here are really? out well, of commission. So I'll go down there and I was like, oh, this is very lovely down here. It was actually required by the building when they reopened Pagano's. Uh, so they oh. have, they had the restaurant yeah, downstairs. Yes, yeah. uh, to redo the bathrooms. To ha- well, to have functioning bathrooms on the first floor because uh, they, they got rid of the buckets. <laughs> right. Yes. No more buckets. Were there <laughs> no bathrooms on the first floor? Nope. Just the one. No. Oh. One in where Manja is. Yes. There's one in Manja. Oh, there is. Where, is well, there? Pagano's. Pagano's? Yeah. Pagano's. Where the hell have I been living? Are you allowed to use it? Yes. Yeah. And really. it locks, and you can be alone. So then, yeah, wait. with nobody else. <laughs> wait, is it by the front, like the front door or front windows? As soon, no. As soon as you walk in, Pagano's from the main lobby, yeah. it's on your right it's immediately when you walk in. Isn't that where the... Oh, okay. Yeah, so hold on. If they have that bathroom, why do they have to do the lobby bathroom? I, uh, I, I think I because know. it is a common uh, area yeah. uh, that you, uh, you're you required by the Geneva Convention. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a bathroom down there, and I may have to leave at some point. All right, so we did we have a couple minutes I can mention one thing. Yeah, are you the I know we have a, we have a guest coming He's up. The no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not the mentioner. Yeah, Just one up. story, and it has local ties to it that All I right. want to mention All real right. quick. City beat, then. The former girlfriend of Elon Musk is auctioning off a cache of photos and Musk memorabilia from her relationship with the billionaire. Her name is Jennifer Gwynn. Why not? Musk's college girlfriend. She's selling the mementos through a Boston-based RR auction and... They started dating in 1994 when they both worked as resident advisors at a dorm on Penn's campus. They were both RAs? They were both RAs. Imagine, Um, and you could claim that Elon Musk was your RA. Yeah. So soon after graduating, Musk started a doctoral program at Stanford, but dropped out to launch his first startup, which was called Zip2. And the lot includes 18 candid photos of the entrepreneur as a baby-faced economics student at University of Pennsylvania, as well as several other mementos of Musk and Gwen's time together in Philadelphia. So his company, he just had a successful launch, and they just had a not-so-successful run with... Blue Horizon. Blue Horizon. Yeah, yeah it blew up, but uh, the it was uh, obviously uh, the capsule. There was nobody in it, but yeah. the capsule did um, abort and right. separate, and it wasn't destroyed. So anyway, back to Elon. Uh, the glossy photos show the billionaire looking every bit the normal college student before his meteoric rise to success, goofing off in a dorm room, hanging out with his fellow resident advisors, and cuddling up with his girlfriend. This seemed kind of happy. Well, did, did, yeah. did, and I was kind of reading peripherally this story. Did, does there any, is there any suggestion that there was anything acrimonious or other than just a relationship? They didn't say anything ended, about the yeah. relationship. So the item uh, with the current highest bid is a signed birthday card followed by a necklace gifted to Gwen on her birthday. And it says, happy, happy birthday, Jennifer, a.k.a. Boo Boo. Boo Boo. Love, Elon. Do you have any pet names uh, you share with, uh, what, do you, what is Rochelle? Rochelle? Yeah. Not really. Huh. I guess honey, sweetheart. Okay. Baby doll, whatever. But nothing in particular that I, that I go to. Uh, so anyhow, as of Sunday morning, the highest bid is about $7,000. 
And the card is expected okay. to sell more than for more than ten thousand dollars. I think the, the, the knowledge that were you to meet him, he'd probably you know he he'd probably give you something or take a picture or whatever. He 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 seems relatively. You got to catch um, him in the right mood, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there are days where that wouldn't happen. Get out of here! I had yeah. no idea he had Philadelphia connections. Neither I did didn't I. either. That's yeah. why I found this interesting. I didn't know he went to Penn. Yeah, and then he, he was, was an RA. RA. And they yeah. probably did keg stands. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There's pictures of him like lying kind of upside down and. Yeah. You know, just doing, looking like a college student hanging out. So when we did keg stands, Nick, I don't know if this is a tradition at yours, but would you get uh, smacked in the ass as you were doing keg stands? Finger up the butt. Okay. Well, actually, <laughs> technically be down. <laughs> technically. Yeah. Finger down so the you, butt. You get, you get a, a digital probe? Yeah, it was tradition, right? Uh, yeah, tradition. You no. wanted that person wear a... a, a, a <laughs> I remember this No, girl. it would just be held case. We didn't do the, any smacking. But, uh, so, but it would like, you would have to, it, sorry to interrupt, but like when girls were involved, you did have to be careful because, you know, we wouldn't want the skirts to fall down. Or right. Well, try to be respectful I mean, that, during the keg At that point, if you're doing stands. a keg stand, the skirt doesn't matter. I remember my date, my freshman year, she was doing a keg stand at what we call dated parties. So this is a party off campus and she was in her her dress doing a keg scan, stand and her Underpants were there. I was like covering her up so nobody could see yes. the goods. So I was like, "What are you doing?" She didn't care. No, at that's all. What yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, at the point, Kathy's right. At the point of the keg stand, yeah. you, you just, abandoned yep. some I was of a, your. I was at a wedding one time, and the bride did one, and I was like, "Man, this is a great wedding." Like, <laughs> full, full bridal dress on the whole nine, and she was doing keg stands. This is a good time. Keg stand. Could there be anything? <laughs> More stupid. I mean, what? Yeah. Honestly, what are you getting out yeah, what, of being upside what did down? We do that for? Nothing. Well, yeah, and there's like there's a window in your life where keg stands make a little bit of sense, and it's from about twenty one to twenty four, and yeah. then beyond that, you're like, what the hell were we thinking? Well, I mean, like, there's more. There's more reason for like shotgunning, right? Sure. I, yes. Yes. At yes. Least. There is the 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 uh, being upside down has no like <laughs> shotgunning is or or beer bonging is it gets to you quick like yeah. Yeah. boom it's a, it's a big shot of beer. The upside down, the cake. It's nothing it's other just, than I'm upside down. It's performative. Look at me, I'm being stupid. And it, <laughs> yeah. and this fear's awesome. coming out of my nose. Yeah, yeah. fear's coming, and that's what happens. <laughs> yes. You're right. I got okay. Re- maybe there is something good that comes from it. You get to see beer shoot out of people's noses. I got written up for doing a beer bong my freshman year of college. Because and here's I'm so, I'm still even 47 years old. I'm so pissed off at this because. I didn't know that they were illegal. I didn't know that you weren't allowed to do beer bongs. Wait, and hold on. Where did you get written up? In in a dorm room. Um, and so, oh, so you were allowed to drink in your dorms? Oh yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, as long as you were inside a room, you <laughs> you just couldn't do beer bongs. You you couldn't do beer bongs, and you, like at a certain like the. The rules at my school, um, they, they what were What is a beer bong, by the way, just uh, for clarification? It's a funnel, a funnel right, with, okay. a, with a tube at the end of it. And I so, uh, you know, I uh, so I made one, right? I made a beer bong, and then uh, I was in, uh, it was a house on campus. And what pisses me off, Kath, is the RA that wrote me up watched me do everything. He watched me And pour, then wrote you up? Watched me pour the beer into the beer bong, watched me get all <laughs> the suds out of it, watched me do the bong, well, and then wrote me up. And I was like, what are you writing me up? He's like, you're not allowed to do these things. I was like, well, why what? did you let me do it? Like, why, why, you know? Because until that point, you hadn't done it. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? No. And that I'm RA just... was Bill Gates. No. Right. So, <laughs> was shotgunning illegal? Because it's similar. No. Huh. That's entrapment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's You're what right. I felt like. Yeah. Entrapment. Yeah, yeah. So, wow, that's yeah. it. I guess it's. Uh, I guess it's 
considered a more extreme form of binge drinking, and that's why they didn't want it? Ah, uh, who knows? There were funny moments where, like, you know, three or four guys would be walking out of the hardware store with a funnel <laughs> yeah. and a giant tube, and they're like, hey, what are you making? Yeah. It's, like, so plainly obvious. Science project. Yeah, Steve, um, Will Ferrell does beer bong in uh, old school. That's right. Fra- yes, as okay. Frank the Tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. Frank He's going to do one. He turns into Frank the Tank <laughs> yes. after doing one, so... Uh, well, anyhow, going back to the uh, Musk story, and then we got to take a break. The, the gold necklace that is up for auction uh, includes an emerald from the Zambian emerald mine, which was owned by Musk's father, uh, Errol, a, a wealthy South African property developer and engineer. I really don't know anything about his past. I didn't know that he came from money like that. Nope. Uh, Gwen said, when we went to visit Elon's mother in Toronto during the Christmas break in 94, Elon gave me... Uh, both a small love, love, love note and the necklace. Um, and his mom had a number of these necklaces in a case in her bedroom. And Elon told me that they were from his father's emerald mine in South Africa. He pulled one out of the case. And because I had not gotten anything from it as a Christmas gift, and I felt very guilty about that, uh, he said we would consider the necklace an early birthday present for me. I wore the necklace for a number of years on and off, and it's mostly been in my jewelry box for the last 10 years, always reminding me of Elon, of course. Uh, so she's selling this stuff. It's got to uh, be tough if you're the guy. I mean, listen, you know, your girlfriend or wife or, you know, was at one point involved with the wealthiest man on earth. Yeah. You know, that would be interesting. So, uh, so if you're interested, you can check that out on the Boston-based RR Auction and place a bid on that from Elon's time here in Philadelphia, which I did not know about. All right, I want to take a break because we have another guest lined up, and we are going to talk to her momentarily. Uh, she's going to be at the City Winery. It's Julie Gold. Very Judy nice. Gold, so we'll come back with Judy in just a moment. Stay with us. May I now present a cultured, sophisticated man about town. Hello, this is Bill Weston, program director and head honcho at WMMR. And contrary to what you may have heard on the Preston and Steve program, I am a respected professional in the music industry, and I've secured two tickets to the sold-out Pearl Jam show. In a magnanimous gesture, I've decided to offer up my tickets to a deserving MMR listener, one who promises never to mention three-legged stool, barn door, privileged, or has gotta go. If you can meet these criteria, listen to the Preston and Steve show tomorrow morning for a contest I have creatively named Win the PD's Pearl Jam Tickets. You're welcome. Win free tickets to see Pearl Jam's sold-out show at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion with Preston and Steve tomorrow morning on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is going to be at the Loft at City Winery. It's a show on this Saturday. Awesome. Uh, 8 o'clock. I know Casey's really excited that our next guest is on because he's such a big fan of hers. Been a fan of hers for a long time. And Likewise. We are, we are excited to have her on. Please welcome Judy Gold. Yay! Morning. Thank you. Good morning, Judy. You sound up and wa- awake and ready to go. Okay, well, that then I'm a really good actor. Casey <laughs> is my favorite. Casey is the bomb. Wow. wow. She loves in just you, a man. short amount of time. Well, I wanted to make sure I popped on with her before we had her on, just so she knew what fans we were uh, before we had her on. And and I told her, I, I, I hold her in this like, like comedy royalty, because when I first got into yeah. stand-up comedy, it was... It was you know Judy Gold and and Norm Macdonald and and Louis C.K. and like all these guys that were playing it like you saw it like Caroline's in the background. Yeah, you know. And, no, you're right. And I, you know what? I'm so glad we have you on. I have a question for you. And you know you're in New York City when you hear sirens on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> we, 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 
Though in Philadelphia, we we really can't make that joke anymore. No, no. Yeah. All right, so I have a question, and this is this is a joke that goes back to the nineties. Um, okay. There is a punchline because uh, you were you were t- trying on clothes, and there was a punchline where the the oh, person yeah. working at the at the clothing store opens up the curtain where you're trying on clothes, and, and the punchline is, "I'm naked with a naked belt with on." A belt on. Okay. Yeah. So my question for you is this. Why were you wearing a belt if you weren't wearing any other clothes? Were you stealing the belt, or was it just a funny premise that you were naked with a belt on? Okay, Casey, remember I said I liked you? Yeah. <laughs> Stop it! I knew it. I knew it. This is what I knew it. him forever. Uh-huh. You were like the coyote lighting a stick uh, of dynamite in the it, shot. It's, yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's such an old joke. It I, is. You know, but it's also, you've never been in a woman's... <laughs> dressing room where they just open the door and it's like you're trying on multiple things. That would freak me out. Yeah. That would freak me the hell out. And that, that's a, that's know, a violation. You know, you know there, there was a place called Lomans that yes. very... Right. Okay. Lomans, and I remember going there was a little girl, was like an open... <laughs> It was just like an open dressing room where it was just full of naked women putting on clothes. And I, like as a little girl, I go there with my mother and I'm like, what the hell is go-? like there were no curtains, nothing. People were just like <laughs> trying on clothes in front of each other. I remember growing up. And, and so I'm from New York and I remember a number of different uh, places where um, they had this bizarre communal try on area and I hated it and we've had the discussion and Judy I think you probably could commiserate I don't like uh, gym facilities where people uh, wander around naked I don't uh, like it it's so awful yeah it's, what is that I don't know but you know what there's there's something even weirder that I've been to which is uh, in a men's bathroom, <clears throat> sometimes we'll have troughs. And I remember being in a bathroom, I can't remember where it was, but the trough was a circle. So you were literally standing yep. across oh, Penn Station. Another, yeah, was it Penn, Penn Station? Penn Station used to have that. <laughs> no uh, way. Yeah, yes. so that uh, that is some sort of bizarre Amish peeing situation. Uh, and that, it's so unsanitary. It, and completely. You walk, you walk in there in your shoes and then you walk out. And you're oh, it's so disgusting, Judy. How when you were growing up, how many times were you told? Because I know you, you know you, you, you talk about uh, Jewish mothers and about uh, yeah, the, yeah. the different things that you're warned. And my mother, though, it wasn't a Jewish mother, but would always warn me. And there was always that sort of suggestion that when you went into one of these put on try on rooms, right. that there was somebody behind the mirror watching, whether it be <laughs> se- se- security. <laughs> Did you ever get that? Like. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm under surveillance. I remember, like... Uh, the paranoia yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. They're watching because they want... They, they used to say that at Lowman's because they didn't want anyone to steal the clothes. I'm like, they're not allowed to look at you naked. I, I don't understand this. Now, you're, you're from uh, you, uh, Jersey, right? You were born in... Yeah. Yeah, and, and you went to school at Rutgers? Yeah, I went to Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was, uh, was $2,500 a semester. Oh, wow. my God. It's unbelievable. Can you believe That's that? It's unbelievable. My parents, I wanted to go to Emerson in um, Boston, Boston yeah. and I got in, and my parents were like, no, you're going to, you know, you're going to write. It's 2,500. It's a good school. <laughs> it's, uh, and uh, it's, uh, it was 25. I, can you, I, my kids' college, it's ridiculous. Judy, you couldn't get the books. You couldn't get the textbooks. No, no, you, no. You're well into. You couldn't get the food plan. <laughs> right. That's insane. It, yeah. It, my kids aren't in school yet. I, you know, I have a junior in high school, a sophomore in high school right now. Oh, and like, it. I know. And we're already like stressing about it. 
Uh, it's it's awful. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Why is it like sixty thousand dollars? Yeah, and honestly, and they they actually did sort of a a cost per actual learning time, some sort of diagram. Yeah. And right. you, this might shock you, but you're not really getting your bang for your buck. <laughs> what? <laughs> Turns out, isn't that crazy? Oh that, my god! Yeah, that I didn't you're know that. spending all that. Now, were you? Did you go for music when you went? I did. So I went in. I was like, "Oh, I'll be a communications." Yeah, I, I, I didn't know. My parents wanted me to be a teacher. They said for twenty five hundred dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, but it was like I was in. The, you know, I was a music nerd. And I, that's what I wanted to learn. Those were my favorite classes. So I just be, and I was just a general music major. I couldn't. I I I did have to have a uh, an instrument, which I did play, and I still play piano. But I played clarinet in the orchestra. I got wow. yelled at once because I forgot my music. It was so embarrassing. But um, I was in the choir, and I was in the orchestra, and my made my main, you know, instrument was piano, but. You don't understand. These people <laughs> would go in these practice rooms for like eight hours. I'm like, I'm not. No, I want to smoke pot. <laughs> I want to drink. Yeah. I, I I was like, I can't do this. So I was like a general music major, but I did have to do like a jury or uh, uh, at the end where you have to play ah. something in front of these people. They're so serious. I can't even any movie you've seen about these. What? You know, musicians, these professional, it's, they're, it's, I can't even. Like, do you get, do you get so PTSD when you, you see stuff like that? Like Whiplash or uh, Coda um, or? It's off, I, then, yeah. It's, yeah. Because you go in front of the, they're so, there's no, it, it's just, they're, they're sitting there and you have to just play. Judging you hardly. Judgy, judgy, mm-hmm. and, and one little mistake, and it's like every nuance everything wow and i remember after my jury one of the, one of the professors or you know i don't know heads of the department were like you know i really didn't think you could do it it's horrible it's horrible it's so competitive and you have to really have i mean you have to have really incredible ocd to sit there for hours and hours and just play the same passage over until you've perfected it. Yeah. Do you you think in a way, though, there are a number of comedians and a lot lot of comedians and comedy writers that I respect that have pretty good music chops on various instruments. Do you think there's something in the thought process? Yes. I think, you know, comedy is all about timing. Yeah. And I think so is music. And you think about um, different, uh, you know, melodic, you can tell it's really early, <laughs> I'm old, uh, passages. And they, they have a beginning, middle, and end. Right. You know, mm-hmm. they, and, and especially when you go back to a chorus, you know, um, it's sort of like a, 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 a callback, mm-hmm. something that, you know, it's very musical. And... I know I've I've read that F- Fred Armisen doesn't like jazz, which I love jazz, and I think jazz I do too, is yeah. so like I love watching people perform jazz, um, and you see the the fact that it's so in the moment and organic, and like this communication between musicians, and it, it it's very much 
being in the moment like it is being on stage. There's, it's very musical, you know. And you could write a joke and have one extra syllable that'll screw the joke up. It's like one, literally one syllable. That's what I, I love, and I've loved your stuff for years. And also, your 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 writing chops are are, are tremendous. And 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 there there is that, and a lot of people don't understand that meticulous attention that it all can pivot on a syllable. And, uh, you know, when you talk about, I, I consider you, Casey was right to put you in that Norm MacDonald, you know, oh, realm because, because there's, there's such an economy of language that I find so impressive, but it's, it can really be that. And so the, um, making it analogous to jazz is, is spot on because, you know, one, one little, one little misstep can right. throw it off. And it's also, you know, you don't realize that if you use a word in a joke, uh, that you used in a joke, you know, 15 minutes before. It's right. not going to hit it, it, the way. So a lot of times you have to switch words around so that it's more of a surprise. It's just, it's really, it is it is very musical and mathematical, too. No. It's also like. Any- music is all <clears throat> is math, too. Yeah. Well, mentioning in music, like rhyming a word that is the same word like you can't do that <laughs> right right <clears throat> what about okay so what about right in music what about rhyming a word like um let's say night and ignite they're two different words not right are you allowed to do that i, I it, is that uh, i don't know yeah <laughs> no, i mean yeah we're gonna hold you to this night at casey what song has night and ignite uh it's a fish song called uh rift uh, oh, one terrible night, it shocked and persuaded my soul to ignite. And I was like, oh. I don't think that's. Listen, I don't think that's right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step in here for you, Judy. I don't think that that's. Yeah. I think that's too close. Yeah, I. Yeah. So I, I think it is too. I can't. Believe- you can do whatever you want to do with music. <laughs> what are you guys picking that apart? Come on, listen. You know, we like uh, what is the uh, what is the uh, um, Kid Rock the uh, the song uh-huh. that we which is the riff on smoking funny things and doing funny things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you can't do that. You can't do it. All I right? mean, they not only ranked one word, but two words. Funny yeah. things with funny things. It's wrong. It's like, but then you think about, you know, Dylan. Yes. It, there, nothing rhymed. Right. You know? But that's a whole... Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. And it's... it's you know, So for, for a, a brief period in time, I did stand up and, and people would... Some some sometimes interns coming through here will ask me about uh, comedy. I, your face looks so familiar to me. <laughs> well... Did we work together? Uh, yeah. Possibly, or I look like every terrorist in every Die Hard movie. That yeah. could be it as well. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but no, you know the, the the funny thing is, is that, and I'm sure you get this, and you have obviously a, a real, you know, uh, career. But there are no hard and fast rules. If the audience is enjoying it and they're laughing, okay, right? I mean, does well, I don't. I look, I. As I don't know if you know, I wrote this book about free speech. Yes, um, yes, yes. I can say that. I am old school. You know, you are allowed to joke about anything uh, as long as it's a well-crafted joke. That is my theory. You, you know. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Who is it? I don't know. Someone keeps, like, buzzing, and I don't even have my phone here. Oh, my anyway. God. Is it Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's definitely coming over. Um, we're really close. Uh, no. Yeah, if if the audience is like, la- you know, here's where I draw the line. If the audience is laughing for the wrong reason, like you know, yes, when the audience 
doesn't get the joke and they're laughing for the wrong reason. I agree. Then, I agree with then that. I, then I call that. Oh my god! I can't with the who is here. <laughs> is there must a, be somebody important. Answer? Is there a camera? No, no. Oh, you should see the building I live in. It's just <laughs> awful. Don't like, tell me I that you live in bathroom. <laughs> really? I have one bathroom. Yes, I have. I do have a house on Cape Cod. I, I don't know. I kept this. I I. When I made my, the first money I made. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just answer the door. <laughs> you can answer if you need to. We're fine. Right? Go ahead. Right yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Look at my outfit. Do not look at my outfit. Okay. Okay. We're not, we're not going to look at your red t- We're looking away, Judy. We're looking away. She's it's, naked with a belt on. It's just a belt. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, is it so she, she, I assume she lives in an apartment, and you can have your, through your phone, ring the doorbell? Would look like uh, kind of like our ring, like yeah, I'm sure but not an apartment. So you know? everything's so connected does your, digitally now. Does your doorbell? Oh my god! Hold on, she can't hear us. Who this was is it? What happens? I don't know. It's like there's a buzzer thing, right? <laughs> this is Julia. I wanted to let you know. <laughs> oh, are we good? Oh crap! What? what? It, it was. <laughs> It it's the dry cleaners. I told them to come earlier. Too bad. <laughs> um, you got to go get your it, uh, stuff? No, I. you know what? I'm so lazy that <laughs> the dry cleaner's like 10 blocks away, and I just, I'm just like, I don't want to. So they come and pick it up. But, you know, sometimes, and then you got to tell them where the stains are, and I just, I don't know. I like dropping it off and telling them where the stains are because they put that little stick on it. Yes, yeah. Um, uh. So now the dry cleaner's going to be mad at me. I don't care. Well, listen. So, uh, what? You're, you're promoting an, an event that's important. I mean, the, the, you're, you're at the uh, city winery, and that's, you know, so they'll just have to yeah, understand. Yeah, I wanted to wear that blouse. <laughs> okay. All right, you got time. You have time. later. Okay, uh, now what, what are we talking well, about? Well, can you tell me about your oh, book? Wait, I wanted, I want, yes. I wanted to tell you, because I, I kind of heard you. You go into the lobby, <laughs> you press a code, and it rings on your phone, and then... You say, hi, who's there? Or you just press nine and it buzzes the door open. So it's connected. The the the, the system in the lobby is connected. It connected, goes to your phone. Right. Well, that's kind okay. of cool. You, yeah, like so you could be, you know, in California and yeah. buzz someone into your oh. apartment building. Yeah. Um, I haven't lived in an apartment in a long time. So I didn't know they did that now. The book you I mentioned... By the way, I, I just want to anymore. say the book you'd mentioned is, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we are all in trouble. I also want to ask you about, I know you've done a one-woman show, The Judy Show, My Life is a Sitcom. I don't know if you're watching the Emmys last night, but uh, uh, yes. well, I, the right, Brady I cast was there. You. Yeah. I did two, two one-person shows, and yep. I'm actually in the middle of writing a show based on the book, which oh. is coming out in the fall, in the in the spring in, at 59 East 59th Street Theater, but... You know, that is such a good... So, I was a Brady Bunch addict when I was a kid. Likewise. Yet, like, it was... I, you know, this show that I did about the sitcoms was about my addiction growing up to these sitcoms, and I wanted to run away to these people's houses. Like, I wanted to live with them. I wanted to go to the Partridge Family bus. I wanted to live with the Brady Bunch. But, wait, you're going to love this. So, uh, over Labor Day weekend, I was performing in Rehoboth Beach, yeah. and I get this... Uh, message from Eve Plum. No. Yes, Jan Brady. She, yes, Jan, that she's performing. Uh, she, no, she was doing like an event because she has this plum goods. She has these these home goods that are really cool. But anyway, so she was doing an event r- nearby. And so I had lunch with Eve, 
my partner, Eve, and her husband. What? And um, she told me while we were sitting, she's like, oh, I have to get a dress because we're going to the Emmys. I don't know what we're doing. So I said, oh, I bet you're doing something where you're, like, all looking, you know, around at, you know. But all they did, they flew her out. To say the, the cast of the Brady Bunch is here. Like, that's, <laughs> that's it? about show business. Like, she's going out and getting a dress and like, oh, my God, I'm going to, you know, be on the Emmys. I don't know what we're doing. And it's literally, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the cast of the Brady Bunch is here. And that was it. That was it. And they flew out just for that. I thought it was right. ni- it was nice to see them. I agree with you. I, I find myself, are you familiar with the streaming service Pluto? Because Pl- um, I've heard of it, yeah. but why, what Pluto about has TV? entire channels that are like the Brady Bunch and the Adams Family, and uh, so it's it's a crate you can just no sit way. there. I swear to God, and and like I love Me TV. I love Me uh, TV is the best. I <laughs> yeah, love Me TV, but doesn't it make you feel? It's like chicken soup. It's like yeah. You feel like, good. You feel it. It, right. it is nostalgic in all the right ways. And listen, right. I wasn't. I wasn't completely sentient when the Andy Griffith Show was at its zenith as far as popularity. Right, 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 right. But but it, you catch it in reruns, so it feels like it's a part of my childhood as well. You know, right? And I, I mean, you think? I mean, all in the family. First of all, I write in the book about all in the family would yeah. never get on a network today. Yeah. Um, Maud had an uh, had an episode. Uh, Called Maud's Dilemma, two a two episode arc where she has an abortion. It was huge. Uh, it was huge, and it it was pre Roe v Wade, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. And it 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 got on the air, and it was so well done. I when I wrote the book, I went to the uh, Museum of Broadcasting, and I watched that episode. And have you, have you met Norman Lear? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I auditioned for him, and it was a, a night. Was it? For, for what show? because it was over COVID. Oh. And I have so many friends who are really close with him. Um, and so he's just, I mean, he's unbelievable. You know what's great about Norman Lear, uh, amongst um, all of the obvious things, he, he started right, like, he wrote for the Beverly Hillbillies. Like, yeah. Like, he goes all the way across and then and then changed TV, you know, like a seismic shift, but always appreciated, even... That level, the, the but you know, but it's so interesting. <clears throat> when I was doing my research, like Sherwood Schwartz, who created um, Gilligan's Island, yeah. and uh, the Brady Bunch, you don't realize that the Brady Bunch was the first blended family ever on television. And Gilligan's Island, his whole thought process was, let's get people from all different socioeconomic backgrounds mm. having to get along. And those were his that I mean, you look at it and you're like, Oh, this is just fluff. But right. It was all at the time, it was like groundbreaking. Yeah, no, it's cool. And I but I, I agree with you so much about living in that world, like you wanna almost yeah. like that's why when they when they redid the Brady Bunch house oh and they actually Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I ha- when I lived in LA in in when I first started living there in like the early nineties. I used to drive by that house and just sit in my car and stare at that house. Ooh. It's the, iconic, the, even though they did, unbel- even yeah. though they faked that window. Uh, right. Yeah, it's it's you can you go right back. That's why the, years ago when I went out and you took the Universal tour and you saw at that point I was a little kid, but the Bewitched House and all these oh. things right by is like oh my god, Leave It to Beaver. These are again these are all right. the shows, but still um, they. It's just something. It, it, it's it's visual comfort food. It's it's the best. And and 
the theme songs. Yeah, yeah. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. They don't exist like, anymore. Right. And some of them were, like, huge hit. Like, yeah. Welcome Back, Cotter was a huge hit. Yeah. Theme song. It, it, but that's yeah. 30 seconds of ad time that you can sell, so. Uh, yeah. Gross. <laughs> Isn't it just gross? Well, what... What are, what are you liking today? What's what's uh, what what do you think is 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 well done in the sitcom? I mean, do you watch Hacks at all on uh, HBO? I did start watching it and then I stopped and I have to finish watching it. Yes, I love Hacks. Um, I hate this. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's like a commitment. Like right. you have to take three days right. to sit in front of your TV like yeah. a fat. <laughs> F, um, and like, oh, right. watch the whole thing. It's just, it's such a commitment. And um, so, yeah, we watch TV so much differently. Like, the thing about that time period, though, yeah, when we were growing up, is that everyone watched the same show at the same time. And it did, it fostered dialogue and discourse. And people started talking about... Uh, these issues that Norman Lear was bringing up on the show and the fact that you were so invested in those characters, like you felt like they were a part of your family. You're right. Um, I mean, you look at the Nielsen numbers from the, that time when you would get it was not uncommon to get 30 million people watching right. a show all, all at once. There was a time when I could recite the TV guide in New York, you know, uh, per, pertinent oh, yeah. to New York. Uh, maybe when when the cable channels came on, it became a little bit more problematic because I was, right. you know, I'm, I'm not a genius for Christ's sake, but uh, but I I could do it. And there were those, you know, must see TV, and then there was, you know, the the, the all that stuff. You could remember the schedules. Saturday night used to be a big night oh. for television. Oh my God! Yeah. The Carol Burnett show, right? Um, and Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. Yeah. All that and stuff. And you think Good Times, the Jeffersons. I mean, and you talk about representation. Like, there, the representation, you know, was ridiculous. It was, there were no Asian people. There right. was uh, the courtship of Eddie's father. Uh, Which I love, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you loved it, but that, you know, when I did when I did that show, the Judy show, I would have these talkbacks once a week, Florence Henderson. I became friends with Florence Henderson. She came once. And we talked about how TV affected, um, you know, you. And I remember some people saying, I had never seen a black person except for on TV. I had never seen a Jewish person. That's wild. Except for, Yeah. And that was their first introduction. You know, and uh, let me ask you this, because we were talking about this earlier, and we got into the discussion of sitcom sets and where the doors, where you entered right. from. And so you mentioned the Jeffersons. Do you remember st which state facing the stage, where did you enter from in the Jeffersons? Where was their front door? It was to the right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Face it. Yes. All right. Uh, and what, what other one do we throw out there? The Brady Bunch was to the right as well. Was to the right. Right. Fa family Ties. Partridge Family was to the left, if you remember. If you remember Family yeah, Ties. sort of in the middle left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean. Like, like Happy Days was the middle. Mm -hmm. Happy Days, the original Happy Days, before it was in front of a live audience, was to the left. Yep. When it became really? a, a, in yeah. front of a live audience, it was to the right. Wow. And I, and, for some and reason, Bob Newhart was the left. Yes. And yet, when he had, so he had the two shows, when he had the in, it was sort of in the middle. Right. Yeah. 
And these things are important to us. Yeah. And we can't let them go away. Because a set never design. Forget. Never forget. I've had- I know. Good times was the left. One day at a time was the left. I mean... <laughs> Now I'm going to be up. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Give me a break with Nell Carter. To the right. To the right. In the back was um, Family Ties was in the back. Three's Company was in the back. If you do the Norman Lears, all in the family, to the right. Maud, to the left. To to the right, yeah. One day at a time, left. Mary Tyler Moore, the apartment was to the right. Yeah. I love that apartment. (laughs) It was, was, I love when they, go ahead. No, same thing. The first time I went to Minneapolis, I'm like, I have to see the outside of that house. It was only in season one. I love when they have outlandishly, like, uh, what always killed me is, you know, and and Friends has come back into vogue uh, as well, and, and, and they're running it often. But for what they were doing occupation-wise, that apartment uh, was wait. insane. Yeah. I used to get so annoyed. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because it is like my younger son watches it. He's 21. Yeah. And I'm like, do you see no one has a phone? No one's yeah. like staring <laughs> into a phone? Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's true. It's true. Yeah. There were no phones. But, yeah, it's... It's really crazy how that all stays with you, and it's such a huge part of, you know, like when I see and meet these people from these sitcoms, I'm like, oh, my God, you know? You're like us. That, that- and half of them are like veterinarians and like <laughs> and social workers now. Yeah, you're right. You know? yeah. They've moved on. That's They've the level on. of celebrity we we, we love getting mm-hmm. on, on the shows right. from those shows. Those are the people that really impact us. But... We're so thrilled you're coming to town because you're, uh, you know, obviously you're top of the tops and a repository of all this pop culture stuff that we love as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, love yeah. Well, the City Winery is where the gig is. It's on uh, Saturday, and you can get tickets through citywinery.com. Um, you better go to your dry cleaner now, yes. Judy, while you can, oh or you just, God, you're never going to get that outfit. <laughs> Yeah. We want to see this dress. All right. Well, thanks for checking I'm not in. Wearing a dress, <laughs> a blouse, a blouse. blouse. Yeah, it's a blouse. All <laughs> right. And have fun when you're here in town. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for having me. You guys rock. All right. Yeah, we'll see you later, you. Judy Gold. Yeah. Guys. On the Preston and Steve great. show, so you can uh, get tickets. Like I said, at the City Winery. Dot com. How's All your right. hiney? Uh, I, I had a couple of moments during that interview where things were rumbling a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't have to do the trot down the hall as of yet. You, I saw you chugging a couple of times during that. Uh, I finished off. I drank all. I drank all thirty-two ounces of my Miralax in preparation for my colonoscopy. You're you doing that the right way. Yep, so hopefully it'll be moving along. I'd be great if it started right after the show, but I'm not counting on that. We'll have to find out. Well, I don't know. Um, You're a professional. You can can pinch. I can make it work. (laughs) Uh, Tattoos Day, text word tattoo to 39333. We are going to give away the Floating World Tattoo and Piercing uh, gift certificate by the end of the program. You can check them out. There are artwork samples available at floatingworldtattoos.com or on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories are up next. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. There is a, a bit of an anniversary today. Today is the 18th anniversary of Nick McElwain. Wow. On the Preston and Steve show. How about that? 
18 years ago. Is this officially the exact day? Do we know, Nick? Yeah, I started on September 13th, 2004, back at Y100. And, um, I... May I ask why you remember that date? Because it was two days after 9-11. Oh, and, okay. And I felt a little, it was just a little weird or a little awkward when it happened. And uh, because we were only three re- three years removed from the yeah. devastating day of 9-11, 2001. Right. So um, it was just like, wow, this is sort of an, and we talked about 9-11 because it was a Monday and it was okay. our first day back. So okay. 9-11 that year was on a Saturday. And then uh, here we are 18 years later. I wow. was going to say, there's no, like, I couldn't believe that you remembered that. There's no chance I remember the date, but <laughs> because there was such a huge event surrounding it, I understand. Do you know the legend that goes with this, though, Nick? The, I don't. Yeah. Is there a tradition? There is a tradition, yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, and it goes back to the early days of broadcasting, but no broadcaster can refuse any request on his broadcasting anniversary day. No kidding. Yeah, it's, wow. like, it's like a Sicilian wedding. Wow. Yeah, so, so any request. Like waffles, for example? <laughs> <laughs> no, you now don't get to request. No. We request of you. you. Oh, 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 you guys uh, get to yeah. request of Yeah, me. you don't get to. No. Oh, you go get Steve some waffles? Yeah. <laughs> Nick, can you get me some waffles? Well, I, was, I was thought maybe we could share them, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, like in The Godfather, you know, that no Sicilian can right, make okay. it. But it's, it, it's the same thing ports over to broadcast. I thought I got a, like a. No, you, you have to, in other words, people can bring their request to you and you have oh. to honor them. All right, deal. I can remember when I could narrow it down to the date, I could look it up, when we decided that Kathy would be a member of the show. Yeah. I know when it was. It was the day after uh, John, Ritter died. John Ritter died. So when yeah. was his death? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. That that's, that's when it was. That's, yeah. that's when Do a quick Siri question. Do you guys uh, remember where you interviewed me to be on the show? Uh, it was at Kudoba? Nope. Um, where we interviewed you. Yeah. Was it, was no. it a restaurant of some sort? It was. Okay. Was it Quiznos? Nope. Okay. Um, All right. So, uh, John Ritter died in 1948, Kathy. No, Kathy, the, that's, that's no so uh, Kathy was, uh, it was September 12th, 2004. It was the day before we hired Nick. No. no. He died. So he died. He oh. died on September 11th, 2003. Oh, so so, so it, September 12th, 2003, not 2004. 2003. Yeah, but I think that I started it was either October or November. Yeah, we had it was that day that that made me realize, okay, she's our gal. Yeah. She's one we want to hire. But that Thank I don't you, know when we officially told you cuz you got to you got to go through the uh, uh, the chain of you command. You told me and shortly all that after, but I had we, um, actually my mother in law was dying at the time, and I so that, yeah. um, we there was just a lot going on. So after she had passed, was then when I came, was like, okay, I can start. All right, now I'm trying to remember where it's we took be Panera then, where we took nope. Nick. Hold on a second. Um, was it in that building? It was no. no. Was uh, it Mexican food? No. It, w- it is a chain. It's a chain. Was yeah. it the Baja Fresh? Were- no. The place we went <laughs> to. Mexican. Wait, what was the place we went to with Bill when we all met with Bill to come over to? That was Maggiano's. Was, was it Maggiano's? No. no? Oh, okay. All right, I'm just trying no. to. Was it no. near Concha Hawking? Because that's where we were at the time. Uh, y- yeah, yeah. We but we had met Preston. We were at the at the Maniunk Brew Pub. Brew Pub when yeah. we, we, met we met with Bill. Bill mm-hmm. and Chuck. Kathy, I when believe. you uh, joined the show, uh, I don't know if it was the same for you, because I know that when I joined the show, you had been on for about a year, uh, and I tried out three different times. I was on in the morning, and there were a couple other guys that tried out, too. I think John Vaughn uh, was uh, yeah. had tried to be on the show for a stretch, and then the, maybe there was one other guy. So I, I did three sample shows with, by the way, Bill Weston's permission and Pierre's permission because it was at, it was at Y100, and I was still working at MMR at the time. Oh, yeah. wow. So those guys said it was okay, and so thanks to them for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you and then yeah, Preston, I had to interview with Jim McGuinn. 
Um, and uh, and Jim like officially hired me after you guys gave the blessing. But yeah, the you want to want me to tell you? It yeah, was yeah, Cracker yeah. Barrel. It was ah! Cracker Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> it was Cracker Barrel. We took you to Cracker Barrel. Sure did. Yeah. Nothing oh but the best. God. Man, they got good grits there. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was funny. I wow. do like Cracker Barrel, though. And I, I like, do, too. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I think I can work with these guys. We're going to Cracker Barrel for the interview? You know, <laughs> I will say, we used to go out to eat together a lot. We did. We would go out after the show, yep. and we got to eat. And uh, I missed that. Nick, we should go back to Cracker Barrel and we should get you some rap <laughs> You know what? We'll celebrate your colonoscopy and uh, my 18 years. Well, you, but can you imagine? Today like, you can't refuse our request. That's right. Yeah, that's so right. I'm still waiting on the waffle. But if somebody was born the day that I started, they can vote now. I you know. know. Like, that's that's what boggles wow. my mind. Well, you finally get a vote on the show. Oh, good. So, After 18 <laughs> years. Right. Yes. 18 years later. Wow. But intern Joe was already there. Like, Joe was there longer than I was. And uh, Kathy had been there for a year at that point. And well, mm-hmm. well, we started time. here in 2005. Yeah, the, yeah. May 16, 2005, I think, was our first show here. It's pretty wild. Wait, okay. And so the whole September 11 thing, it was not the year it happened. I Correct. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking, no. and I was like, wait, this, this is not adding up. Okay. But it was that Saturday. Right. And, okay. And uh, so it was, it was just two days. After uh, the 9 11 anniversary, anniversary that year. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're all caught up. Happy 18th anniversary, Nick. Thank you. Appreciate on the it. Preston and Steve show. Work anniversary. Uh, it, it is indeed your work anniversary. All right. Um, Regular waffles are fine. I need to. <laughs> oh, you know what? I want, since it's Sad Tuesday, I got this email. I wanted to read this real quick, and then we'll do the bizarre file. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> this is from uh, Ben Rogers Petro. He said, Hey, I'm a big fan of the show and have been for many years. In fact, I'm a recent Tattoos Day winner and have an appointment this Friday for my new tattoo. I'm getting a radio tune to 93.3. Oh, that's awesome. But he said, I'm a musician who grew up in Roslyn and went to Temple for music theory with a classical piano concentration. I happen to have an exciting week ahead of me and I'd like to share. On Thursday, I'm playing with a great band at World Cafe Live called uh, Freya and the Daydreams. And the very next night on Friday, I get my tattoo. My own rock band is in playing our debut show at the Rusty Nail in Haverford in Ardmore. Uh, the band is called Cheeky Vandals. I wanted to give him a little plug. Is he getting a President Steve that's yeah. yeah, that's very nice. And he said the spelling, C-H-E-A-K-Y, is a nod to the Beatles. And I am the lead singer, songwriter, and guitarist in the band. So excited to find our place in the great Philadelphia music scene. We are in the studio working on some fresh music which we hope will be out soon. So uh, check out our band on Instagram, at Cheeky Vandals, and keep an eye out for us. So there you go. I thought I'd mention that, Ben. Thanks, and uh, I can't wait to see the tattoo. What's the uh, the Beatles reference? What is that? The way they spell it. So the oh. Beatles, B-E-A-T-L-E-S, oh, instead okay. of B-E-E-T-L-E-S. Same thing with Cheeky. So they're spelling it A lot it of people way. don't realize that that is beat as in musical beat Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. A lot of people do. All right. So uh, good luck. Enjoy the tattoo. And remember, you too, my friend, could end up with a Preston and Steve tattoo. Just text the word tattoo to 39333. We'll see if you win before the show's over. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia that present comedian Jay Moore, who's going to be there Saturday, October 8th. Tickets are on sale at livecasinophilly.com. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Maybe you saw this, but a large black bear recently crashed a two-year-old Connecticut boy's birthday party <laughs> and helped itself some cupcakes while it was there. Huh. Laura Durst says that she was hosting a party for her son. Listen to this. 
when the grizzly suddenly popped up behind a guest and sniffed her. Oh, Surprise! <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me my regular Saturday night thing. Give me my regular Saturday night thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Durst says... Can you fart? Is she... <laughs> Oh, Stop it. <laughs> oh, here you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Durst said she panicked. <laughs> well, half of the adults at the party grabbed their children and took them into the garage. Other guests jumped into their cars and started honking their horns, but the bear remained unfazed. Uh, the animal eventually made its way over to the dessert table. Mm, don't mind if I do. And started snacking <laughs> on some cupcakes. Well. <laughs> uh, I don't mind if I do. Uh, Durst, oh, look, there, those little ice cream cups were half as vanilla and half as chocolate. And, oh, a wooden spoon. Durst says all the partygoers ended up waiting out the bear's visit in her house. They are so cute, though. They are, and they can slice you in half. <laughs> A New York woman has been sentenced to four months in prison for interfering with crew members aboard a flight from a Dallas uh, from Dallas to Los Angeles last year that had to be diverted to Phoenix. Kelly Pichardo and another first-class passenger engaged, engaged in intimidating behavior on the flight, and both women had to be removed from the plane after it landed in Phoenix. Authorities said the uh, women each assaulted a passenger during the flight and used racial slurs when a male passenger asked them to stop. Uh, Pichardo also allegedly spit at the man when he tried to record the altercation. Uh, the case was investigated by the FBI and Phoenix Police, and the two women were indicted for disorderly conduct, verbally and physically assaulting other customers and flight crew members. Usually don't hear a follow-up, so no. yeah, four months in prison. Were they drunk? Uh, they didn't say in this particular story. A lot of times people get hammered before they get on a flight. Yeah. Uh, Pichardo has been ordered to pay nearly $9,200 restitution uh, it, to American Airlines as a result of the ultimate. You're driving me to Phoenix! <laughs> <laughs> so now they're driving. They can't fly, so now they're going to drive to Phoenix, I guess that's the deal. <laughs> All right, in Kentucky, a woman survived going over the falls <gasps> at the Cumberland Falls State Park. 911 got the call about 3.15 on Wednesday. Witnesses told officials a woman had fallen into the river and went over the falls landing downstream. Jeez. Uh, When rescue crews got there, officials say the 36-year-old woman was swimming to a large rock downstream of the falls. She was able to swim to rescuers, and officials say she was checked out by medical crews at the scene and wasn't even taken to the hospital. That's amazing. Mm. Uh, she told rescuers that she was upstream taking pictures when she dropped her phone in the river. Oh, While trying to get her phone, she was swept away by the current. Fortunately, she landed on a duck. And the Cumberland Falls is about 68 feet high uh, by 125 feet wide, reaching depths of up to 400 feet at the base of the falls. So... It's incredible that she survived that. I mean, even that's not a gigantic fall by, you know, some falls that you hear, but still, 60-some-odd yeah. feet. And all that water coming down on you? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I actually, I don't I don't think I told you guys this, but when I was in uh, the Grand Canyon, Havasu, I got swept over the falls there. Now, granted, the drop was, I don't know, five feet or whatever, yeah. but they, the, the water, uh, it, it just... I didn't. I didn't expect it to be as powerful, and that's what people don't realize. You know, is what they say: an inch or two of moving water can move a car. Yeah, yeah. and it wasn't even that deep. It was probably like three or four feet deep max. And I was like, "Oh crap!" Because they warned me yeah. to not do what I was doing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what did I man. tell you? Yeah. What, <laughs> what did, did we I tell you? you? Mm-hmm. Get in that canoe now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. An Oklahoma man has been charged with stealing $12,000 in Pokemon cards on Saturday morning. Man, you don't want to be in prison on a Pokemon you know, uh, conviction. Yeah. Uh, according to police... Yeah, I murdered my family. I burned down a building. What did you do? I stole Pokemon cards. <laughs> a gaming store was uh, stolen from. Windows and display cases were shattered, and about $12,000 in Pokemon cards and merchandise were taken. Police said blood that was found inside the store was a DNA match for 24-year-old Nicholas Garrison. After arrested, he later admitted to entering the store without permission and taking merchandise because he needed money. He was charged with second-degree burglary. But, I mean, some of those cards are really, really expensive. You know, that is true, yeah. sets, yeah. Right. Uh, Let's see. Passengers on board a Spirit Airlines flight gave a standing ovation Thursday night, but not for the landing. A nurse on board was able to save the life, uh, save a life, thirty-six thousand feet in the air, when a baby suddenly stopped breathing Whoa. on the Orlando-bound flight. Yeah. Uh, in cassette, witnessed the dramatic scene play out when nurse uh, Tamara Panzino's quick thinking was able to save the day. Panzino said, uh, "When you have to step forward and do what's right, you do it." It was just a happy story and it made me feel really good. Except uh, posted a video of the baby returning to uh, smiles when the passenger stood up <laughs> to cheer. Panzino's success. Uh, Cassette said the parents of the three-month-old Angele were terrified. They had never experienced this before. Uh, they Just praised do it. the positive energy of the plane and the heroic actions of Tamara for saving her. So wow. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. All right. And that's all we have time for for now in the Bizarre File. Hang in there because when we come back, we'll have a lesson question. We'll see if you can win as well as the trash and music news. So we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Tuesday morning. That Tuesday morning, running out of time on that. Make sure you text the word tattoo to 39333, potentially winning that. And don't forget, tomorrow we have your chance to win Pearl Jam tickets. Tune in early as we will have your opportunity to snag those from our program director, Bill Weston, his own private staff. And you got to figure PD's going to get some damn good tickets. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I got an email from uh, Eric that said we don't know. Could be in lawn seats, could be pavilion. Could be, could be I horrible. don't know. So we're going to have to wait and see uh, tomorrow morning. So no promises on that, but you will be able to go to the show uh, courtesy of Weston. So uh-huh. get yourself set for that. We're going to do today's lesson question, and we're going to give away a pair of tickets to dine, dance, and take in the amazing views aboard Spirit of Philadelphia. And the question that we're going with this morning is this. What weather-related term could also be a 90s-era alternative star? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. I uttered this earlier this morning. What weather-related term could also be a 90s-era alternative star? 215-263-WMMR. We said that. It was around 8 o'clock this morning. If you were listening, you heard it, you know. Call now. We'll do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice. Rita's is still open, so stop by today and enjoy pumpkin perfection at Rita's Pumpkin Milkshakes. As I should say, Rita's Pumpkin Milkshakes and Concretes are back. Be cool and get one of these delicious, fantastic treats only at Rita's. What's up, Steve? Well, Jacob Elordi and Kaylee Spanny will play Elvis and Priscilla Presley in a new movie to be directed by Sofia Coppola. Priscilla promises to tell the story you, quote, have only heard 41,267 times. Hey! Leonardo DiCaprio, 47 years old, is reportedly actively pursuing 27-year-old model Gigi Hadid. DiCaprio's been mocked for dumping girlfriends once they hit 25, says Gigi has that mature, confident sexiness that only two additional years can bring. (laughs) And finally, Britney Spears, saying it's likely she will never perform on stage again and no longer finds joy in it. Spears says after being freed of her conservatorship, she finally realized that there's a great big world out there that still hasn't seen her balloon knock. Wow. <laughs> That's your All right, we're looking for the answer to this question. What weather-related term could also be a 90s-era alternative star? And our first caller in was Ryan, so we're going to go to him. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Hi, this is Mr. Smidge Muggy. <laughs> His name is Smidge Muggy, you're correct, yes. Hang on a second, Ryan. Smidge Muggy is the correct answer, and we are going to give you a pair of tickets to dine, dance, and take in the amazing views aboard Spirit of Philadelphia. Departing from Penn's Landing, a dinner cruise on the Delaware River lets you relax and enjoy the beauty of Philly's historic waterfront. You can book today at citycruises.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. All right, news news brought to you by Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Protect your home from water damage, cracks in your foundation, and mold with Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Preston and Steve listeners, you get 15% off when you mention our show. Go to drytechcorp.com. So we just played some Motley Crue, and I'll start with this story. Tommy Lee lashed out at San Francisco fans who were offended by his calls to expose themselves on camera during the band's concert at Oracle Park last week telling them to grow the F up. Several fans took him up on the invitation at the All Ages show on Wednesday and revealed their genitals on the stadium's Jumbotron <laughs> for the 30,000-plus attendees, according to multiple media reports. Uh, and one attendee, Juan Alvarez, in the audience, uh, has decided to file an indecent exposure complaint against Motley Crue with the San Francisco police. Uh, he was saying minors and everyone was forced to see people nude on the big screen and everyone was doing it around us, too. Uh, the San Francisco Giants confirmed that audience members uh, filed numerous complaints about the concert, uh, but Lee wasn't having any of it. On Sunday, the drummer responded in an expletive-laced Twitter post talking over a news clip about the incident, and he's going, Oh, my God, boobs and penises. What are we going to do? Yo, Juan, I've got a question for you. What do you expect to see at a Motley Crue concert, dude? We've been doing this for effing ever. And he added in the caption, the world is too soft. Been doing this S for years. Karen, I mean Juan, Motley Crue concerts aren't PG and never have been. Grow the F up. Uh, Lee has been encouraging fans to lift their shirts and drop their trousers for years, but even more adamantly since posing, posting a full nude frontal selfie or a full frontal nude selfie on his social media feeds in early August. Over the weekend, he told the crowd at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas that he had opened an account 
on OnlyFans, where he can be as naked as he wants to be. Yeah, apparently that's his desire. Yeah, but they definitely, crew, have had naked people at their show oh, yeah. for decades. So, uh, The L.A. District Attorney's Office has issued a rare update in the investigation into Marilyn Manson's alleged sexual abuse. More than a year and a half since the L.A. County Sheriff's Department confirmed that it launched an investigation into the musician, whose real name is Brian Warner. Uh, L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon announced in an Instagram reel that his office is requesting regular updates on the status of the investigation. He added that we are hopeful that the LASD will present the case to us sometime uh, this month. So that's it. It wasn't much of an update, but... Yeah, they usually just wait until they have something. Yep. But they just miss us. Uh, the man who shot and killed John Lennon outside his Manhattan apartment building in 1980 has been denied parole for the 12th time, New York Corrections officials said on Monday. Mark David Chapman appeared before the parole board at the end of August. Chapman, of course, shot and killed Lennon on the night of December 8, 1980, as John and Yoko were returning to their Upper West Side apartment. Lennon has signed, had signed an autograph for Chapman on a copy of his recently released album, Double Fantasy, earlier in that day. How many years does he come up uh, between uh, parole hearings? I think his next one's going to be in four years. All right. Yep. Or, no, I'm sorry, uh, two years. All right. So, state officials have yet to make transcripts of Chapman's latest board interview available, but he has repeatedly expressed remorse in previous parole hearings. Chapman called his actions despicable during his hearing in 2020. No remorse. And said that he would have uh, no complaint whatsoever if they chose to leave him in prison for the rest of his life. I need you to stop talking. <laughs> uh, he said, I assassinated him because he was very, very, very famous, and that's the only reason, and I was very, 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 very much seeking self-glory, very selfish. Uh, he is serving 22 life years, a uh, 20 to life sentence at Greenhaven Correctional Facility, north of New York City, <clears throat> and uh, next due to appear before the parole board in February of 2024. Stained guitarist Mike uh, Mushuk has revealed that Stained is set to release their first album in over a decade. Uh, during an interview with Western Mass News, uh, he said that the album will be out sometime next year. Uh, and that's all he had to say about that. <laughs> I got to go now. Uh, Stained are currently on their evening Stained <laughs> tour. Press has gathered for that. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne admitted that reuniting with Black Sabbath was hardly ever clear sailing for him. Uh, while chatting with Apple Music Zane Lowe to promote his new album, Patient Number 9, on which Sabbath guitarist Tony Iommi appears... Ozzy admitted that being in a band again with Iommi was tough. He said, the tours were like stepping back for me. Uh, it was the same old thing. Tony would say, it's not an Ozzy show. It's not your band. And there was a lot of uh, unsettlement. I didn't enjoy it, you know. <laughs> and he went on to say, uh, when I left Sabbath, I did okay. I did good. Yeah. The difference was I was a singer in Black Sabbath. I thought it was a dancer. <laughs> uh, it was my own band now. No, uh, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Uh, if somebody got up my nose, I'd just get rid of them, he said. I have big nostrils. If I don't like a certain sound, I'll say I don't like a certain sound. But you couldn't He's say... cryptic like that. You couldn't say that to effing them. Oh, yeah. Well, F off. Hmm. Uh, he felt constrained being back in a band situation where he didn't have the final say. He said, that's what I meant when I said that it was like reverting back. It was like... You have a relationship, you go back to it, and it's like starting the same again. Preston. <laughs> Jay. Sorry. Preston. Jay. Oh, that was oh my God. God. 
All right, and then finally, uh, don't forget MMR presents live Friday, November 18th at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. Uh, That's a good good venue. Uh, Tickets go on sale this Friday at noon, parkscasino.com, and oh, good God. Okay, you got to go? I got to go. You got to listen to Pierre's show this week to win tickets. Uh, Go to WMMR.com for complete details and another chance to win tickets. (laughs) For MMR VIPs. We gotta take a break. I gotta boom. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay. Oh, stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Rush. 93.3 WNMR. Such a release. Everything that rocks. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, before I get to that, it would have been Neil's 70th birthday yesterday. Ah. So, <clears throat> rest in peace. Master Neil Peart, the professor. Uh, yeah, so uh, twice we've had two songs that we've had to play. I had to zip off to the facilities, and I might have to leave during this little segment uh-huh. as well. well. You held out for 90% of the show. That's pretty good while you're doing colonoscopy prep. Yes. I'll give that a thumbs up. So far, so good, but it's coming fast and furious. The pains are hitting. So uh, before that, though, we played new music from The Struts, a song called uh, Fallen With Me. A completely different sound for those Not guys. Not strutish. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. so. I only got to hear like 30 seconds of it. Yeah. And then I had to head down the hall. So, uh, but I'm looking forward to hearing more of that. Um, thank you to our guest, uh, Matthias uh, Tarnopolsky. Yeah, 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 yeah. President and CEO of the Philadelphia Orchestra. Uh, live in London or Philadelphia. <laughs> we literally thought he was in London. We thought he was in London. He's in What's it like over there? I swear yeah. to God, when I booked the interview, the lady said he was in London. Mm-hmm. I think he was. Uh, but he's back now. Yeah, he's back. He's on and London Street in South mm-hmm. Philly. That's, That's where he was. Yes, so yes. nice to have him on. And also uh, comedian Judy Gold. Yeah. Performing at the City Winery on September 17th. You can go to citywinery.com. Uh, for tickets and information about that. Pierre is obviously here. Already spoke a little bit. How you doing, ma'am? I cannot believe <laughs> on a colonoscopy prep day, having had a few. Have you ever had one before? Yeah, it's my third, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've done I think it before. I've done three of them. I wouldn't you, you you took you guys took and well deserved, I might add, a, a few Mondays off over the course of the summer. Wouldn't you have scheduled one on a day you didn't have to come in? I cannot conceive of doing a radio program, particularly a conversational radio program. It's tough to get these uh, appointments, That's believe true. it or not. There are a no. lot. Of, it's it's hard to get them. And the the weird thing is, the day before, you don't know what time you're going to get it. That's right. Until like the right. day before. Right. So I was just kind of like, yeah, schedule it. I'll do it. Oh, my so God. One time we did, though, I had to call in sick. I couldn't make it. I was like, I wouldn't have. It was too volatile. Yeah. I've done three. Timing-wise. And I've done them all and come in and done the show. 
You've uh, done them on the day of a show? Yes. <gasps> yes. I yep. cannot believe that. <laughs> uh, because it's not, a, as I like to say to people, uh, the the thing itself, once you go in there, is nothing. nothing. Yeah. But the day before is not a day to go calling on friends. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, and hi, it's not, how are you? Excuse me, do you have a facility? It's not necessarily crazy unpleasant. It's just an inconvenience, and that's all there is to it. Right. So, you know, but yeah, so we're dealing. What, um... Prep juice? Did you drink? Because there's a different. There's a bunch of different ones. Miralax. Okay. So you take Duralax, uh, the pills, right? Uh, and then you start chugging Miralax, right? <laughs> that stuff. And is, it's oh usually Gatorade. You're mixing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it just yeah. runs right through you. I just had one a couple of months ago, yeah. and uh, but uh, I took a day off. Uh, I, I, don't you hate Gatorade? I, I, yeah. I, I, Gatorade for me is a sickness drink. It's it's or a prep drink. I hate it. Right. Well, now I'll forever associate it with the day before the day of. Yeah. Um, but God bless both of you for having done that. I mean, <laughs> there's there's cause for dedication to work. I don't call in sick unless I'm really sick. Um, and yet there's days to call in sick, yeah. and that's a day to call in sick. So. Yeah. Here's to both of you. I'm going, why are they playing two songs and making, <laughs> and making more fart noises than oh, usual? Oh, dear Lord. Uh, and now it's all come clear to me. Yes. Yep. Yep. Let's wrap this up. Let's do it, please. I right, think uh, could be coming along any moment now. Letter of the day, sir? Yeah. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President Steve Show brought to you today by the letter... R as in rear end. Yes, or running or, yeah, runs, whatever Rectal. you want to do. Yeah. Uh, so we have a trip or two aboard the Philly Sports Trips Ultimate Bus Trip to MetLife Stadium for the Birds game on December 11th. Pierre's going to be driving the bus. Yeah. Uh, trip includes transportation, tailgate with beverages. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> whatever you want me to do. I'll Catered Philly-style food and uh, tickets to sit with hundreds of other Birds fans and packages are on sale now to join the party and you can go to phillysportstrips.com today to book yours so we'll give that away on friday what's up on the show today ma'am we got more nick mason formerly oh well, still with uh, or of pink floyd fame uh doing an early pink floyd tribute at the miller theater formerly the miriam theater that's uh, september 23rd a pair of those to give away and uh you just announced the live show at parks casino which goes on sale on friday uh which will be november 18th and i've got tickets for those to give away and workforce blocks of queen the record company and eddie money who we lost today uh in 2019 ah workforce blocks very good thank you sir oh and by the way tattoos day uh i need to give this away our winner is doran snyder and uh, doran gets 350 gift certificate to floating world tattoo and piercing and you can uh, check them out 1729 south street for artwork samples, visit FloatingWorldTattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at FloatingWorldTattoos. I'm going to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, Acme, your, uh, the official grocery store of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Duncan, the uh, Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Tomorrow, busy day, live on Fox, good day, secret text word. Uh, Kevin Hayes of the Flyers ah. will be joining us. We'll also have Justin McKinney, who is a comedian uh, in town. And we're going to talk to uh, Kyle Pagan from Crossing Broad. Oh, he's yes. got an interesting proposition for those who are going to be doing Dollar Dog Night. So we'll talk to uh, Kyle and also ah, Pearl Jam tickets tomorrow morning. Your opportunity to win those. Make sure you tune in. 
That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye bye. Ram Power Days is going on now with our most powerful lineup of trucks ever. Hurry in and don't just feel the power, own it. Right now, get 2.9% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab. Don't miss this great offer. 2.9% APR financing for 72 months equals 15.15 per month per 1,000 financed for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 1031-2022.